0: What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Thursday, December 28th, 2023. And and the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock this morning, talking plenty of Texas Longhorn football as we are four days away. From the All-State Sugar Bowl. We'll let you hear from Steve Sarkeesian, who met with the media in New Orleans yesterday as the Longhorns traveled from Austin to the Big Easy. We'll let you hear from Coach Sark as he gave his first thoughts on this matchup against Washington coming up Monday night. We'll talk about some of the college football bowl games from last night. We'll preview some of the upcoming bowl games as well. A big benching in the National Football League that we need to get into and, of course, it is Thursday, which means another edition of Throwback Thursday. We'll show you one of the best viral video clips in the history of the Internet. A lot to get into today on this show. And, of course, Texas Sports Unfiltered is live all day long until 5 o'clock, getting y'all set for the big game Monday night. What's going on, Buck? I am doing fantastic, BK. How about yourself, man? I am doing great, my man. It's uh, It feels close.
1: It is. It's getting close. It's just around the corner now. You know, it's just a a trip away in a couple of days after that. And we are right in the midst of a brand new 2024 year and a brand new 2024 Sugar Bowl game, which will mean an awful lot to the Texas Longhorns and this university. Because right in the following week, the national championship will be played in the state of Texas. So it's a lot going on here in a short period of time. Yeah, just a gold Big time picks for you, people.
0: Yeah, congratulations to you. We'll yes. give credit where credit is due. You uh, made two five thousand unit picks last night, and both of them hit. You had Virginia Tech covering a big number against Tulane. They did that, and you also had West Virginia taking down Mac Brown's North Carolina Tar Heels in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Oh. And the Mountaineers were able to cover there. So, uh, congrats, two for two. You went down ten thousand units. Over the weekend because you were one and three on your picks in the NFL, but you bounced back in a uh, big way after the holiday weekend. So tip of the cap to you, my friend.
1: Yes, and I will be playing a fifteen thousand unit play tonight for tonight. Fif- fifteen thousand units. Yeah, we're getting we're getting well by the time the Texas game rolls around next Monday. Yeah, that's your biggest play of the season. Yes, this is this is a big play with an old man at quarterback. So.
0: We've got a game of the year pick tonight. Yes, we do. We most certainly Um, do.
1: Absolutely. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. It's appreciated in 2023, 24, and from this moment on. Thank you all so much, but please be careful out there.
0: Yes, indeed, and uh, congratulations to you on your two 5,000-unit plays, but also congratulations to West Virginia head coach Neil Brown, who got this during the postgame last night. Oh, he took it all. You know what that is? That's mayo, mm-hmm. mayonnaise. That is the tradition for the winning coach of the Duke's Mayo Bowl. They get a bucket of mayonnaise dumped on their head. And oh. yeah, Neil Brown took it like a champ. But, you know, I I'd prefer the uh, Gatorade bath over the mayo bath.
1: Yeah, that's mayo can stick around there for a, for quite a while. You, you, it's hard to get that out of certain crevices. And it yeah. looked like some got down the back of his shirt.
0: Yeah, did you uh, did you do that to yourself since you went up 5,000 units on that game yesterday?
1: No, I decided to step in shit yesterday.
0: Oh, yeah, we got to talk about this. You called me after your round of golf yesterday, and uh, boy, this
1: feels fitting. You want to start with this? Yeah, let's get this over with. Yesterday, <laughs> as I talked about dogs and dog crap and the nativity scene in my front yard and what happens when you're a little kid and you stepped in crap? And what happens now when you're an old man, when you step in crap? Well, I played golf yesterday and hole number two of where we were playing. I just happened to step in somebody's dog's crap on the golf course. Now, who's got their dog on the golf course? Of course, they walk them on the path and then they let them go and shit where they may. Well, guess who stepped in it after talking about it yesterday? I did. I'm sitting in the cart and... My, my riding partner says, the hell is that smell? He said, it smells like shit. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, did you step in? And, I, and he looks around and goes, look at your shoe. And there it was on both sides of my golf shoe. Mm. I stepped in it. And so I played one hole. Then I got to the next hole and the, the smell just got worse and worse. And so I went over to the high grass and tried to side swipe it a little bit. Yeah, He goes, no, there's a little stream. Put your foot at the bottom of the stream. Okay. And I've got these canvas shoes. So I stick my foot. He said, and he comes, I come back. He goes, I didn't tell you to stick your whole foot in there. So I ended up with a wet shoe, a soggy shoe for like 14 holes after this deal. You played the whole round with the shit on your feet? I got that off. I got it. Got a stick, removed it, got the towel on the golf cart, removed it. And then I got it cleaned off, but about eight holes into it, one of the guys goes, I still smell that dog shit. I'm like, dude, there's nothing on the bottom of this shoe anymore. And so Paul says to me, he goes, you know, you go home, you hose it off and you put it in the washing machine. I'm like, oh no. I said, this shoe's gone. At the end of the round, I dumped the shoe. That was it. You're true to your word.
0: You did say that yesterday. If you ever no. stepped in dog crap, the shoe was done. You weren't going to try to clean it off
1: and salvage another, it? No, I did not try to even think about salvaging oh. the golf shoes. time for a new pair of golf shoes. And you people with your dogs at the course, you walk them on the golf courses and you let them shit in the fairway or whatever. wherever I stepped in it. Ain't no,
0: way, ain't no way it was in the fairway. <laughs> One of y'all shot something way right or way left. You
1: were I, searching for a ball. And I, was, I was. I was searching for a ball in kind of the bushes there. And it wasn't mine. That's the thing. I wasn't oh. searching for my ball. I was searching for somebody else's ball. Well, that guy owes you a pair of shoes then. And that's when I came upon the shat right on my shoe. Dude, I got rid of that shoe and just left it behind. I wouldn't take them. I cleaned it all off. Needless to say, I kind of was supposed to try to like dip my foot on an angle in there, but it got over the top of the canvas. And dude, it was cold towards the end of the day yesterday. Yeah, it was. The sun starts to go down. We had a frost delay. So everybody's having frost delays now at the golf courses, of course, you know, which puts them about an hour and a half behind.
0: Frost delay? It was like 70 degrees yesterday. No,
1: yesterday morning. If it's in the 30s, they don't like the root system on these greens. You know if they have any frost on them they don't want to kill the greens you know with a bunch of guys trekking on them while they're hard and and frozen like that a little bit and so man oh man
0: dude
1: that's yeah. awesome i've it never works. believed
0: in karma i believe in karma now because yesterday you literally said you never picked up after your dogs and you wanted other people to not it's pick in up.
1: my yard i don't pick up after my dog i don't walk my dogs with a bag in my hand you were
0: you were advocating for people to stop picking up after their dogs. Yesterday, literally yesterday morning, that was like your New Year's resolution for the people. It was to stop picking up crap because you're like, oh, it builds character for you to step in shit. Everybody's got to step in shit. You were promoting people not picking up after their pets, and then literally the same day, you step
1: in dog shit. That is as good as it gets, my man. Oh, that was horrible. You know, with the little spikes on the bottom, it's not an easy get with a stick. It was not. And so I stepped in the sand trap, and it just kind of clumped around that that sand. It was awful. And the smell of this this filthy animal was just awful, too. Yeah, well, you know. And then they told me at the end, There's nothing wrong with that shoe. I'm like, yes, there is. There's a lot wrong with that shoe. I stepped in dog shit. So the shoe's no good anymore. He said, no, hose it off. Get your, like, throw it in the washing machine. At my house, can you imagine me coming in to my wife and saying, hey, it's all cleaned off. Can you put this shoe in the washing machine? No. You know what her thoughts would have been? Go buy another pair of shoes, you fool. Mm. I will be doing today. There's yeah. not a chance I'm putting that back on my... I can't get that scent out of my nose from yesterday. Oh, It didn't go away. And lead us to say, I shot a hundy.
0: Oh, boy. Insult to injury. So you
1: had a horrible round while you played with shit on your feet? Yes. Couldn't get... I mean, I was in the crevices with a little <laughs> stick, too. I was <laughs> headed in the sand trap. I used the golf towel. Not my golf towel, because that's for me. If I have to go to the bathroom, so... I got it. I got it off, but. What? Yes.
0: How, how often is, have you had to use your golf towel for you using the bathroom?
1: Once. It only took one time. Yeah. Me Please tell me to... you didn't re- reuse that towel. <laughs> no, that's left behind. The deer have got to that. Oh,
0: my God. Yeah, I don't know if the deer want any part <laughs> of that, dude.
1: Dude, it was awful. I can't believe that happened to me yesterday. How is that? That's not possible. I was telling them how I was just talking about that. And they said, and I, I'm like, this had to be on the fairway. And then I'm thinking, nope, it was right near some woods where I had to go look for somebody else's ball. God, that's hole
2: awesome. number
1: three. Hole, by, hole number three. I had that smell on me for 18 I was <laughs> off.
0: Ah, what a round of golf and what a story. And yes, karma is real, people. Yes, it is. That, that is phenomenal. All right, well. A uh, new pair of shoes. Were those shoes
1: new? Had you no, had no, no they, were about, they were about a year old. Okay. All right. All
0: right. So you at least got uh, some good run out of them before I you did. had to replace them. Yes. And that is awesome. Were you walking around like the houses on the side of the course trying to figure no. out which dog had done it?
1: No. This was somebody just flat out took their dog for a stroll at the golf course, you know, on the pavement when it's late and there's no golfers out there or when it's early in the morning and then let the dog loose towards the woods where he sharded where i stepped
0: <laughs> oh that is incredible all right we'll take your thoughts hit us up on the code of text line 512-222-9328 or uh, you can reach out on the youtube comments line good morning to everybody who has uh, stopped by and said hello good morning already. y'all. i appreciate the love please like this video if you're watching on youtube please share this on facebook or on twitter or on instagram uh, however you may be watching, please spread the word about what we've got going on here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. We are uh, approaching 7,000 subscribers. We're less than 100 away from 7K. Let's so, go. Appreciate y'all's continued love and support. And uh, yeah, we might have a little giveaway when we get to 7,000. But of course, our next massive giveaway is going to happen when we reach 10,000 subscribers. So the quicker we get there, the quicker you guys and gals will be able to cash in uh, on some of our great giveaways and speaking of giveaways we will be at pluckers the link location this afternoon from two to five our sugar bowl round table bucky will be there i will be there trey kevin rodney will all be there from two to five once again the link location we will have some koozies to hand to the people maybe a gift card or two to hand out to the people so uh, come have a good time with us at pluckers get some wings get some beer and talk some Texas football with us. And yes, we'll be making our way to New Orleans on Saturday, uh, bringing you live boots-on-the-ground coverage from NOLA. Can't wait for that. Shout-out to all of our great travel partners. We'll give them plenty of love throughout the course of today's show and throughout the next few shows as well. Uh, Buck, let's hear from Steve Sarkeesian. So the Longhorns traveled from Austin to Nolens yesterday, and there was a quick press conference for the coaches when they arrived in the big easy and we've got some cuts from steve sarkeesian we'll start with just his opening statement on texas as they get set to take on washington monday night
3: uh, well this is uh exciting for the week to finally be here uh, we uh you know when you when you play a conference championship game and then you don't get to play again for another month um it takes a while right there's a process to get to that point too but to uh Finally make it to New Orleans. I got my beads on. I feel good. I know our our team's excited. We're excited to play a quality opponent in the University of Washington. A ton of respect for them uh, in the All-State Sugar Bowl, which is is a great honor in the CFP. So um, great opportunity. Uh, Fortunate to be here and um, looking forward to the ball game in a week.
1: Yes, you are there live and ready to go. They got to get some practices in. They've got a lot of things going into these games right here. Lots, not just the game itself, but the activities leading up to this. A lot of people put a lot of money and there's a lot of corporate money uh, in this football game. So there's a lot of expectations of your football team, your coaching staff. They've got to attend a bunch of different events, you know, uh, leading into the new year. The, team has, the teams go together at places, you know, whether it's lunches at places. Uh, you know, they have these friendly competitions, whether it's bowling, or food eating. I mean, it's just it's it's kind of nonstop. BK. You, you you start to settle down around um, probably around Saturday, you know, they're around doing, Saturday or Friday. Doing like eating competitions right now? Oh, well, they do all kinds of weird stuff. You know, the offensive line versus the other. You know that that big time offensive line of theirs versus the defensive line of Texas or the offensive line. They'll have eating competitions. I mean, they'll have, they'll have bowling competitions. They have all kinds of really kind of unique little games that they play that aren't football related. You know, Yeah. But as I said, this is where somebody will get mad and somebody will make a statement, which That's you've been was. waiting for. You, you're hoping so. Oh yeah. Somebody will take it past the little friendly competition and make it, make it personal. I want some more bulletin board material. That's from exactly Washington. what you want. Yeah. We've had a
0: little bit to this point, but not enough. I want a few Washington players to start running their mouths before Monday night. Yeah, I'm cool with all the other competitions. I don't know if I want any eating competitions going on right now.
1: Oh, they do those. They'll do, they'll do those early in the week. Yeah. That happens once you really get there and, you know, you try to get into some of that great food that they have there.
0: Oh, man. And then you stop. Well, we heard, uh, what did Stephen A. Smith say about
4: Zion Williamson the other week? Oh, <laughs> we got it's this shameful you got chefs in new orleans i'm not exaggerating i'm quoting people you got chefs in new orleans who love them they're looking for him everybody every chef there wants to meet him because they know he'll show up to their restaurant the, the the word out on zion williamson is that he'll eat the table i'm quoting <laughs> <laughs> Oh my
2: uh, God.
4: you think
0: anybody in this game is eating tables out there
1: only that that ai picture of T sweat. Oh, maybe that's yeah. maybe that 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 photo is a guy that looks like he could eat the table. Looks like there is a table inside his belly.
0: <laughs> you know, the snake eats the mouse, and you can kind of see the mouse inside oh my, the snake while oh he's digesting God. it. Yeah, that's what it looks like with that uh AI picture of Devondre's sweat. All right, more from Steve Sarkeesian. Buck. Yesterday, you know, you wondered about the commitment for this Texas football team. And you said on this show, like the team that is more committed. And the team that has put in the most work over this lull between conference championship weekend and this Sugar Bowl is going to be the team that finds a victory on Monday night. Steve Sarkeesian was asked about his team's focus, and basically he was asked if the focus is where he wants it to be. Here's Coach Sar- where
3: our team's at. Um, I, I really thought uh, when we came back to work... Um, whatever that was, you know, really getting back to it. I think it was the 22nd, no, excuse me, end of the 22nd, but whatever that was like a couple of Fridays ago, I don't even know the dates anymore. It's been a long month. Um, they were ready. You know, our guys were ready. You know, I, I don't think they even wanted to stop practicing, they, but they, I know, I knew that they needed it. We were a little fatigued by that, by that big 12 championship game. Um, this was a heck of a week we just had last week. Uh, they had a few days for there for the holidays, and, and we came back the last two days and had two really good days of work. I like the mentality, so I am. I, I feel good about where we're at. I know that the hay is not in the barn for us. We've got work to do this week while we're here uh, to put ourselves in the best position to be successful.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it's that's right. I mean, you go home for a couple days, you feel like, hey, I just won a championship. You know, we really worked hard to get that Big 12 championship. It's been a long, long season. You get a couple days off, you know, your body's like, wow, I could use a couple more days off. Or maybe I could use all the way until we got to go back to, you know, winter workouts again, where I can use a month off and just relax and let my body heal up a little bit. So when you have to turn that commitment back and now you've got to hit even harder. Now you're about to play in a game that's about as hard a hitting game as there's going to be because you got to give it all balls to the wall here now. This is a true commitment of trying to win a national championship. You've already done. One thing, is that enough? Are you satisfied? Do you feel satisfied? Now, you may say you're not, but your body may be telling you something a little bit different. Your commitment to what you're doing may be a little bit different. And it's good to hear that it sounds like those guys had a couple days where they really came back and were ready to play. And yeah. it will be. It will be all about commitment, you know, as they lead up to this game and how hard they'll work in these practices and how hard the coaches will work and how smart they'll work. It's not always about working hard. It's about working smart, too, so... They've got to be careful. There's a, there's a really, there's a, it's a, a tough balancing act that you have to do, after you've gone home for a while and you haven't played for a month, on how yeah. hard you work, guys. You know, it's such a unique thing, isn't it, Buck? Like no oh, other God. sport Mom, has, no
0: other sport has this, right? Like, you know, there there are teams that get bye weeks before the playoffs in the sure. NFL, but that's just one week, right? And teams have bye weeks during the regular season, so like people are used to that. Coaches, players, they're used to having a week off in between games, right? Baseball, the top two seeds in each league, they get the first round bye. and that's actually been a bad thing for most of the top seeds in recent years. But okay, you get a couple of days off in the baseball season, right? But you don't get long breaks in college basketball. You don't get long breaks in the NBA, the NHL. Like the time between the regular season and the postseason is longer in college football than it is in any other sport. So look, obviously- Plus, you're smashing
1: yourself, I mean, you're physically smashing up against another person. I mean, you're having car wrecks like every play and all of a sudden you don't do it for a month. And then expectations are- ready to jump back into another car wreck it's like no because in the beginning of the season you don't just start playing games and start hitting people you work your way into this yeah. and so now you've got you've got a couple you know you, when you think about it you've had a couple weeks but you've had to tone that down you can't just go four straight days of hitting you know but now all of a sudden it's you know you get to new orleans and now it's you now you got to now you got to start back into that it's got to be physical there's got to be There's got to be parts of your practice where you're hitting and you're tackling and you're doing things that you haven't done in a month and you're hitting and tackling against some pretty good players. You know, the top four teams are there. So these aren't scrubs that you're running against right now or trying to catch up to, or your quick twitch twitch and all that stuff is moving against somebody that's not quick. This is all fast guys you've been working with all year long. Now you got to get right back to it. And now you got to play an opponent that's pretty damn good an offensive line and a defense is pretty good. So, you got to get your mind mentally ready to go and mentally ready to hit. It's not as easy as it seems. It's not BK. Just guys don't work that way. Bodies don't work that way. And you now you do have a short period of time before you get back into the real swing of hitting and everything else. It'll just take a couple of days. They'll be they'll be ready to go. But as I said, there will be guys that won't be as committed as others will. You won't have a full team of guys committed to it. There'll be somebody that's just a little off or two or three players. But you can't have the majority of them all. You know what no. I'm saying? You can't have six or seven guys on your defense that aren't committed to, you know, full, full-time full hitting and tackling when that game comes. They got to be ready to go. So you kind of ease them into it. Did you say earlier
0: in that monologue that these guys are smashing themselves? <laughs> no, they smash into other guys. Oh, okay. Just making sure <laughs> yeah. I have that No, Oh, right.
1: yeah, you have that right. Yeah. There's a lot, there, that's that's That physical contact's a little different when you've been away for a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, this is the longest break that Texas has had since the offseason, right? Yeah. Uh, there's just nothing like this throughout the four-month gauntlet of a college football season. And obviously, you only have a week between the end of the regular season and conference championship weekend. So, Yeah,
1: but if you tell them what would they rather do, would you rather keep going right into the games? Well, it's going to be a little bit different next year. Not going to have as much time in between. Nope. But for these dudes, they would still rather have the time off. Their bodies would rather have the time off. That's just sure. they're not gonna say, no, let's just keep going. They're gonna they it'll change next year a little bit. But if you ask individually, they're gonna go, uh no, my body needs some time off. I need to go get away from football, whether it's five days, three days, just get me away just a little bit. Let me heal up a little. So yeah, Texas maybe, needed it
0: too. I mean yes they did like I, if the game was the week after, the Big 12 championship. Yep. I'm not sure if Xavier Worthy could have played. You're yeah, right. You're I'm right. Not sure if Ryan Watts could have played. And those are two of the most important people on this Texas football team, right? You're talking about your number one wide receiver and your number one corner. So, uh, yeah. No, this it's is not hard. just. As,
1: it's just not as simple as people think. Of want to and you're ready for a national championship. It's not that easy on on the bodies when it comes to that. There's there's a true commitment of of mind and body and. Your mind will want to do a lot of things that your body will be going. Can we ease into this a little bit? This particular move hurts me a little bit more than at this time of year. So hopefully they've got enough. They've rested themselves. And this coaching staff knows the players that they have. They'll they'll understand what they can do and what they can't do leading up to this football game.
0: Sure. And you talk about commitment, right? The hope is the guys in that locker room hold each other accountable, right? I mean, sure. the coaches can only do so much. I've always been told that you know, the best locker rooms are player-led locker rooms. So hopefully there's nobody, you know, dragging behind right now and bringing this thing down. But if there is somebody who hasn't seemed to be as committed or someone who clearly didn't put the work they needed to put in during their time away from the team, hopefully the other guys in that locker room are like, dude, we need you. Like, pick it up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Yeah, go, let's I'll,
1: go. they'll know that at practice. You'll see yeah. that at practice. You know, things that didn't happen in this team, like they didn't drop a bunch of balls like they did the year before. You start seeing that early in practice, people are going to say things to each other and say, hey, Let's go. You know what I mean? We're yep. getting closer to the game. We're not, we're not, there's no separation now. All of a sudden it's freaking Thursday. You know, we got a big practice on Friday. We got things to do. But when we get on that field, we got to go because we'll have Friday, Saturday. You'll have a walkthrough Sunday. You play the game on Monday. So yesterday when they got in town, you know, just finding their way around, getting to the hotel rooms and all that, probably having, a short practice today will probably be a really hard practice. It'll be a get after practice. It's, you know, Thursdays during the week, is you're starting to calm down a little bit, you just got to start to reach that crescendo now on yeah. a Thursday. You're not used to that Thursday being the day. Thursdays is generally the calm down day during the regular season. Now it's the get ready day. Yeah. It's also weird,
0: right? I mean, they try to put these games around New Year's if they can, either the 31st or the 1st. So. Right. You know, we're getting it on the 1st, but it's a Monday, right? So your whole game week routine is completely sure. off because you don't play college football games on Mondays. Not even the MAC plays college football no, on Mondays. No, they don't so play it's, till it's, Tuesday. It's so different. Obviously, both teams have to deal with it. So it's not like, oh, Texas is getting Oh, no, it's all the teams, thing. yeah. I mean, Washington actually had a day longer layoff because they played their conference title the day before Texas did. The Pac 12 championship is on a Friday, so uh, they're dealing with it too. They're dealing with these same questions and conversations up there as well. But yeah, but it won't be as long different. next
1: year, be, be it won't, be. It, which it won't great, be, which is great, which is great because as I said, you ask the players, they're not going to tell you that, oh no, let's get right back after. They're going to go, oh no, let's just kind of let's smooth back into this. My body, you're, you're physically and mentally, I mean, it's tiring. It, yeah. You know, it, it gets tiring when somebody's sticking their putting your ass all the time, telling you to do this, do that. Oh, that wasn't good enough. Hey, nice job. You know, you can do better. All that stuff starts to wear on you a little bit. It's time. It's a long season. It this is. is a long season to get to a national championship.
0: It is indeed. Let's hear more from Steve Sarkeesian. So uh, trying to stay in a rhythm, right? Texas, you could argue, played its two most complete games yes. of the season in the last two weeks of the season with the 50 point shellacking of Texas Tech on Black Friday and then, of course, the uh, blowout victory over Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. Texas scored 106 points in those two games. So Sark was asked, how do you keep your offense in rhythm after uh, a month off? Here's what Coach had to say.
3: You know, I I think part of it was making sure that we did enough good on good in practice, uh, especially early on in the prep, that we kept uh, the speed of, of... the competitiveness of what a game would feel like in a practice setting. Uh, not necessarily to scrimmage all the time, but um, at the line of scrimmage, offensive linemen need to feel the speed and physicality of our defensive line. Uh, our DBs need to feel the speed and the rhythm of our passing game because that's that's critical to, you know, when that ball gets kicked off next Monday night, it's gonna it's all going to be fast. And so we have to make sure that we're playing to, to our tempo and to our speed. Uh, I think too you know when, when you implement implement a game plan uh, what I've learned is you you don't want to give it to them all at once uh, because ultimately then it can become monotonous um, and so we, we try to kind of kind of keep giving them things as the day comes and they keep their interests really perked and, and on point and make sure that practice is upbeat and and energetic and that we've got a lot of positive vibes going in our building and on the practice field and and uh, you know, I think that our guys have responded well to that
1: it's kind of good. I mean, the way he talks about it, you got to keep them really interested in there. As I said, there's a lot of distractions this week for them too. You know what I mean? They are, you know, this is a group that's won a big 12 championship this is a, You know, they're playing against a group that's won the pac 12 championship. It's they've had a lot of things that have gone on this season. that have been good for both teams. You're going to come down here and people got their arms around you. Like I said, there are all kinds of things that you do. You know, you get a lot of gear. There's always these great little meetings that you have. And somebody gives you a watch then and, you know, you, you talk about the rings that you're going to get from your championship. So you have to really, there's that, there's that balance of, guys, there's still another couple games to be, first of all, there's a game to be played on Monday, and there's a possible game the following week. So you got to really, you can't throw a bunch of stuff at them, keep going over it and over it. It'll start getting kind of boring to him. So as he says, mm-hmm. do just a little bit at a time, you know, reaching that crescendo. This team has reached their crescendo, I thought, at the end of the season, which is, that is, I mean, as good as it can get right there. Your last two games, the last two games, all the games were meaningful after Oklahoma. We know that, but to reach that crescendo, they reached for a championship-level play that they had. That was awesome. And if you can repeat that again over the next couple of days and do it, that I mean, that shows you this is a mature coaching staff and a mature bunch of guys that understand what's at stake right now. But as I said, you can't have slackers now. Yeah, we
0: that were kind of worried. We were kind of worried this team maybe peaked too early, right? Because of what they did in Tuscaloosa in the second week of the season, I mean, until we got to the last three games, that was like their most complete performance of the year. And it's yeah, like but they well, got
1: their awakening
0: at Oklahoma. That Oklahoma, weekend. yeah. But even after that, they barely beat Houston, right? They almost collapsed there. Uh, they almost collapsed against Kansas State. They almost collapsed against TCU. Like it was still, uh, you know, why why can't this team do what it did against Alabama? against anybody else, right? Like what what's going on here? Was that the best game that they've got in them? And then the last three games really Yeah, well lasted. they had their bonding
1: moment as a team too when the quarterback went down and you had to have a backup quarterback for two games who who won the you know, they won the games, but they could have got beat on both of those games, but they found a way to win. And I think that that was their bonding moment as a team that we can we can fight through a lot of adversity and still come out ahead. So Sure. That, that, that's the part I like for this team, the way they they went through that you know, that time without their quarterback for two games. They still won the game. They played against a couple of really good teams at that time. They didn't play Texas State, which oh, – they, they
0: played BYU, who would probably lose to Texas State. They played that's one – That's true. Really you're
1: good absolutely, team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They would probably yeah. lose, you know, because I don't want to be I, – I fear the Bobcat right now, so yeah. that's just the way it is. And they all do. of college football should, too. You do.
0: But no, it's good that Texas has found its rhythm. Like once again, like the point I was trying to make is that uh, for a while it was like, oh, shoot, this is the best they can play. And look, the best you can play is good enough to beat Nick Saban and Alabama on the road by double digits. That's yeah. awesome. But it was always like, well, why can't they play like that? Right. If they play like that against big 12 teams, then they're going to beat everybody by 30. And they're not going to have any problems in this conference. And just for like know, a month and a half. After the Alabama game, it was just like, all right, they were finding ways to win more often than not. They only lost once. It was like, ah, you were just waiting for them to put it all together. And then, boom, the last two and a half games, really the last two games, they did just that. So the hope is, all right, they've still got that. Like, they found something against Texas Tech. They found something against Oklahoma State that they can replicate. Now, obviously, Washington's a hell of a lot better than both of those teams. But the hope is, yeah, no, what they were able to do uh, in those two games is not completely gone away by the month off that they had. The hope is, okay, they figured something out. The coaches figured something out. The players figured something out. And now, hey, they're capable of playing to that standard instead of just playing to their competition, which uh felt like they did a lot during the season. Well,
1: they're going to have enough competition on Monday for sure. You Not know sure. that. That this is going to be, this is going to be about your standard. And you go in there as a championship football team. You're playing in a a semifinal game, that, but you're a champion. You need to go in there with that same champion mindset as they did against Oklahoma State and, and let all the punches go. Just release those punches and go play because the following week you got, it doesn't matter who the team is that wins or loses in that next game. The winner of that game is you're going to start punching again. It's going to be crazy, but I know it's one game at a time, but right for right now, it's about trying to get, get that rhythm back, as you said, on everything that they do. Every little thing they did for that championship leading up to the championship for the, those last two games, you got to try to duplicate that somehow and make it even a little bit better. Yep. You know, you've got to find another little edge. I know you're looking for that edge. You're waiting for somebody to say something which <laughs> you could get here in the next 48 hours. So just hold on to that.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I'll give y'all another reason why I feel good about Texas's chances on Monday night in a moment, but first buck let's give some love to our fantastic travel partners who are allowing us to make our way to New Orleans. We're headed out there on Saturday, super excited about the live coverage. We'll be able to bring you guys from New Orleans, but uh, some love, Buck. Where do you want to go first today?
1: Well, how about our how about our, our good friends over at uh, Sue Patrick, which we'll be there at Sue Patrick. We will be there on Friday morning again. Yeah, you must be crushing it over at Super Outfitters. They still got everything that you're looking for when it comes to Longhorn gear. I know you haven't left for New Orleans yet, but if you need that gear, they've got a, the Sugar Bowl shirts. I love those those Sugar Bowl shirts uh, that, that they have right there. They, the mixture of the the burnt orange with the purple, the gold, all the all the scenic stuff that you'll see in the city of New Orleans. But they've got that. They've still got plenty of. I think they still got plenty of volleyball gear. Last time we were there. They were getting low, but I think the trucks have arrived once again. So all that volleyball gear is there, all the hats that you need, everything that you need, you can get it at Sue Patrick's right there on 5222 Burnett Road, folks. We will be there at 8 o'clock. They will not be opened up to uh at 8 o'clock on Friday. They'll open up around, what did they do, 9.30, I think it was last time, probably around 9.30 or so. But come and get your gear before you start traveling this weekend. You want to have all of it. Hell, they even got pom-poms. If you need some pom-poms, I saw pom-poms in there. Get your pom-poms too. Okay? Get ready for the SEC with those pom-poms? Yeah, man. Get ready. Get ready. So they've got it all at Sue Patrick. So thank you to Sue Patrick and Jay Willems over there. We looking, we really appreciate what they've done as travel partners with us. And they're going to join us probably next year as, as sponsors. So we're excited about the folks over at Sue Patrick. And I love going over there to the store because what's nice is we get to see you people. That's mm-hmm. right see all of you people because it's it's like i've seen all of you people before but it jogs my memory again to see some of the olds there and some of the youngs there with the olds you know the olds there there are some olds that do hang out there at Sue patrick yes
0: yeah there are some olds that hang out there including myself including you yeah maybe that's why you keep going all the time because those (laughs) are your people that you're hanging out with uh love our friends at Sue patrick yeah tomorrow is friday weird it's uh we started the week on a wednesday so uh but we'll be there tomorrow morning from eight to ten as the buck mentioned shout out to sue patrick shout out to old stad beer as well the best beer that you could find all across the state of texas one of our permanent partners here at texas sports unfiltered but they are also doing uh, a huge part in helping us get to new orleans this weekend altstat beer they've got a bunch of different brews something for every beer drinker out there so if you're staying back if you're having to watch parties for the game on monday night make sure you are stocked up with that altstat beer what about new year's eve of course that's coming up on sunday uh make sure you've got your altstat beer ready for the new year's holiday as well of course whatever you're doing please remember to drink altstat responsibly but uh altstat a bunch of different brews they're all brewed with just four simple ingredients most importantly, the taste is absolutely there, guys. One sip, and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past. Check out their website, altstatbeer.com, for more information. It is Altstat Beer. No impurities, no regrets. And
1: I do want to thank the folks over at Relax the Back. You know, my back has been, it's the weather starting to get a little cool in the morning. Not, No, it ain't just cool. It's cold in the morning here now. We have some 30-degree 30 temperatures, 38, 39 degrees, so... And thanks to the folks that relax the back. My back is feeling absolutely great. Back in my chair again, once again. I may have to take my roadie with us. I don't know. We don't, we don't yeah, have a lot of You always say you will. You never do. I know. I got that roadie sitting in the garage ready to go. Man, I could. we're going to too many places. I can't come rolling up in casinos with a road chair. They're going to be like, dude, get the hell out of here. What are you, living in here? But thank you to, to the folks that relax the back, folks. And they've been embraced the holistic approach. For a healthier lifestyle, and my back could not be happier. I've been in this chair for over 20 years. Not just in this chair, but I've been in a relaxed back chair. And, folks, they do wonders for your back thoracic, uh, lumbar area, your shoulder area. Two stores in B. Cave, the Hill Country Galleria across from Whole Foods, and in Austin, the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free like the buck with relaxed the back. All right, another reason why I feel good about
0: Texas's chances on Monday night. Look, we've talked about the long gap in between the conference championship and this college football playoff semifinal, right? Uh, both teams have to deal with it. The good news for Texas is Texas has a coaching staff that has done this before. That's right. Texas has 15 games of college football playoff experience on its coaching staff. Now, none of those games are at Texas, but... A lot of the Texas coaches have been there, done that. And most of that experience came from Alabama, right? Of course, that's where Steve Sarkeesian was in 2020. That's where Kyle Flood and Jeff Banks and there are a number of members on this current Texas coaching staff that were a part of Nick Saban's staffs uh, for a few years in Tuscaloosa. But yeah, the Longhorns coaching staff, 15 games of college football playoff experience. Washington has none. Okay. Zero. This is not a shot at Kalen DeBoer. I think he's a fantastic coach. He's won three NAIA national championships. And I don't care what level of college football you're talking about. If you're winning championships, you're doing something right. And Kalen DeBoer has done a tremendous, tremendous job in his two years at Washington. Like I'm jealous of how good Kalen DeBoer has done because he took over a program that was in a tailspin after what Jimmy Lake did to them. This is a team that was four and eight in 2021, they won 11 games last year in Kalen DeBoer's first year. Washington won 11 games, right? What did Texas do in Steve Sarkeesian's first year? They went five and seven. What did Texas do in Tom Herman's first year? Uh, I think they went six and six. What did Texas do in Charlie Strong's first year? They went five and seven. Like Washington, after a four and eight year, won 11 games in year one for Kalen DeBoer. And of course, in year two, they're 13 and 13-0. They won their conference, and they're in the college football playoffs. So this is not a, oh, Kalen DeBoer sucks, and Steve Sarkisian's clearly a better head coach. No, it ain't that. But this is a, hey, this Texas coaching staff has been a part of college football playoffs yeah, before. Yes, they, so have. they They should have the leg up, Buck, on how
1: to prepare and how to deal with this long time off. Yeah, I, I, w- I would agree with you. and that, And one of the things about this long time off is, you know you got to trust in Jeff Banks and what he's done with the special teams because this is this is one of those areas when I say are you committed to it and not just running down on kickoffs and running down on punts or just protecting you know and acting like they're not coming to get it. This is where you can really take advantage of a team right now if you if you I mean and I think this the special teams has been special. I will call it a special teams this year. This yeah. just hasn't been a, just a group going out there. They've done some things with punt blocks, punt returns. They've covered kicks well, and this is your opportunity, BK. Once again, to to stand out, to stand above, uh, even that Washington's group when it comes to punt returns, go after a kick for sure in a game like this. Change the momentum of a game. This is the group that can do it. But, yeah. and, and and one team is going one team is going to be better at the special teams than the other in this game, and I I got to believe it's going to be Texas when it comes to special teams play. I think yep. they'll be better than Washington, and it'll have a lot to do with it. I believe. Yeah, Not Texas has been, yeah, they've been great.
0: Yeah, they've been one of the best special teams units in the country all season long, right? Bert Auburn's sure. been one of the most accurate kickers in the nation. Ryan Sanborn has been a godsend. And it's weird to say that about a punter, but uh, he's been a big upgrade over what Texas had at that position last year. And they returned They went out and got one and gave him a scholarship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah how they, did. they believe in
0: it. Yep. They did uh, go out and sign somebody in the uh recruiting class of 2024 and then the return game's been great like xavier worthy's been a difference maker keelan robinson has been a difference yes. maker both as a returner and he's blocked the punt this year like yeah texas you know it's not quite like mac brown heyday level oh, special teams no. around here where it felt like texas was blocking a kick every single saturday but no, this has been one of the best special teams units in the nation. And they're a huge part of why Texas is here. You think of how Absolutely. many close games the Longhorns played in, right? The hidden yardage. That's right. In the front game, all the made field goals that you need to have in close games. Uh, and obviously the return yardage as well. Like that's that's all big. And in a game that should be close, I mean, Vegas, well, the line is four, four and a half. So they're telling you this is probably going to be a one-score game. Uh, that third facet of the game that doesn't often get talked about enough could play the difference and Texas yeah you've got to feel good about the Longhorns being able to win that matchup yeah
1: sure. I do I feel good about them winning not just being a part of that game but but help winning that football game on Monday I really do I think Jeff Banks has just done such a good job and I think the players that he's put in those positions I think they think they're really specialists too you know not just players that oh I got good speed that's why I'm here no I'm a specialist at what I do I know how to make myself skinny to get in there and block a punt I mean I've got especially in what I do, and these coaches believe in me, so I think they—they they, think they will continue to do this on Monday.
0: Yeah, I mean, how much does Sark and Jeff Banks care about special teams? They've got an All-American receiver as their punt returner.
1: Yeah, that's right. Like
0: there, there are a lot of coaches who are like, I need that guy for offense.
1: Like, I can't, can't afford rit-. to get him hurt.
0: Right. Even even part of me is like that too.
2: It's like well, I was like that
1: in the beginning of the year. You can find a guy to do that somehow. Yeah. And boy, they—they—they—they've they've said nope. This is our guy. This is how important we believe in this position. So. Yeah. And that's worked out for
0: them. Yeah, it has. And, and it's a huge priority for them because they went and got Matthew Golden in the portal from Houston, who's a great yeah. receiver. Like, he's he's definitely good enough to be a receiver at the University of Texas. But he also was a second-team all-conference return man yes. this year in the Big 12. So it's like they, there were plenty of other talented receivers in the portal that Texas could have really gone after. But they went after Matthew Golden the hardest – because not only of his abilities as a receiver, but also the fact that he can be this team's punt returner once sure. X goes to the NFL. So, uh, yeah, special teams is uh, is going to play a role in, in this one for sure. Um, but, yeah, man, I just I think uh, that experience that this coaching staff has playing or being a part of playoff teams. Plus, you think of some of the players, right? Keelan Robinson was a part of that national championship team at Alabama in 2020. And oh yeah, Adonai Mitchell has won two championships at Georgia the last couple of years. So it's one thing to hear it from the coaches, but I think it's another thing to hear it from the players. Now, I I don't know all of Washington's roster. Like I know Washington hasn't been in the playoffs since 2016. So none of the guys have been in the playoff at Washington, but maybe they've got somebody who transferred in and was a part of a playoff team somewhere else before. But I don't know that to be the case. I know a couple of big-time players for Texas have been in massive, massive games. Like Absolutely. This, and hopefully they can kind of impart their wisdom and their experience on the rest of that locker room as uh, Texas gets set for this matchup. Well, I mean, and this, this is
1: America. the Washington team that it's also, you know, they, you know, we talk about the pressure that's been on Texas. This is an undefeated team. Nobody's beat this group. This okay. This group is not used to losing. They've won a lot of games in a row. You know, they do a lot of things the right way. Somehow, some way, they find ways to win a game, even when they weren't playing their best football, which kind of was at the end of the year. But they found a way to beat Oregon twice. Twice. Yeah, I mean, not just beating them once, but beating that that pretty good Oregon team two times in the course of a year, and they've run off a bunch of games. So they're used to win; they're not used to losing football games.
0: No, they've got the longest active winning streak in the nation, right? Uh, they're thirteen zero this year, but they've won twenty straight games. Yep, Going back to last year, and of course, one of those wins came against Texas in the Alamo Bowl last December. So, uh, no, this is uh, not a chump that Texas is going up against, man. Washington is loaded with NFL talent. Once again, I I can't sing the praises of Kalen DeBoer enough. That guy is one of the most underrated coaches in college football right now. The job that he's done in such a short amount of time in Seattle is ridiculously good. Uh, This will not be easy for Texas, but there are a couple of things that you can point to, that should give you some confidence if you are a Texas Longhorn fan. And I'd like to think the, uh, the coaching experience is one. Yes, uh, for sure. There's no yeah. doubt.
1: There All right. Char- no doubt.
0: Charlie strong was six and seven in year one. Sorry about that, Chuck. I, I took a win away from you. I think the bowl game was, was the bowl game in Charlie strong's first season, the debacle against Arkansas at the Texas bowl down in Houston. I think that was his year one bowl game. I only game.
1: remember debacles against Arkansas. That's all I, I can Texas think had, back to. Every time they play Arkansas, it's been a debacle.
0: And the last two times have not uh, been very good for the no. Longhorns. I think Texas had 59 yards of offense oh, in that game. And Buck, there was, not right. enough, there was not enough fireball in the world for me to uh, get over that one. That was a disaster down at NRG. And then, yeah, Tom Herman was 6-6 uh, six and six in the regular season and then won the bowl game against Mizzou. We just celebrated yeah. the six-year anniversary of that That's yesterday.
1: Right. Pack that bag.
0: By the way, yeah, Bucky – or Trey and I played the uh, Tom Herman celebration. Here's Drew Locke from a couple of days ago, still doing the secure the bag celebration. Yeah, six years ago yesterday was when Texas beat Mizzou in the Texas Bowl. And, my, have things – how things have changed over the last six years around here. And yeah, Drew Locke is now the starting quarterback. In a very, very good way. Yeah, Drew Locke is the starting quarterback in the NFL, and Tom Herman is now the head coach of 4-8 and eight Florida Atlantic.
1: Florida Atlantic University. Yeah. Oh Florida.
0: Mm-hmm. And Boca. Wow. Not a bad place to retire. You know? Yeah,
1: Boca, Boca.
0: Boca del Vista. Boca del Boca Vista. I del. love it. Boca Vista. All right, we'll get back into uh, some more Texas and Washington preview throughout the course of the show. I found another interesting stat about this Washington football team that uh, has me curious going into this matchup. Plus, uh, big benching in the NFL. I think we need to talk about what's going on with Russell Wilson in the league. And we could talk about some of the bowl games last night. Of course, the yeah, Aggies wrapped up their season yesterday. You got a Russ comment here?
1: Yeah, I think he's done. That I mean, that obviously... Now, they owe that guy 39 million bucks. And there, that's, you know, and one of the reasons why they did, this was a financial deal, too. I mean, if he gets hurt, BK, before the end of the season, if he was starting, they'd have to pay him 39 mil. Yep. So you know what you do for that? You take him off the field so he doesn't know. get hurt.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the Broncos do, man, because if they cut Russell Wilson, they'd, have $85 million in dead cap money. So he still has a couple of years left on that ridiculous extension that he signed right after the trade. And I just don't know if you could trade him. Like, I don't know if anybody wants that guy right now. I mean, he, he was a lot better this year than he was last year, but he still wasn't Seattle Russell Wilson this year. Obviously the Broncos thought they were getting Seattle Russell Wilson when they gave up, as much as they did. And they oh gave him a ton. Speaking of Drew Locke, by the way, he was in that uh, that trade. He wasn't the centerpiece. It was a ton of draft picks, but also three uh, active players that Seattle got in that Russell Wilson deal a few years ago. But yeah, I mean, the Broncos, like, if you cut him, you owe him a ridiculous amount of money. The Broncos don't have a ton of draft picks. They haven't been bad enough this year to where they can draft like a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. Uh, it's not a great free agency class, for a quarterback. So I don't know what Denver does. Like if they do move on from Russ, uh, I mean, I where, think there's some teams,
1: go. I think there's some teams that would would would, you know, Arthur Smith and, and the group in Atlanta, they need a quarterback. You know, they've got the running back they need now. They can't, Ritter is not going to be that that dude's not going to be the answer It's them, the long-term answer. I mean, you need a short-term answer before and then and then work your way into it. So you need a gap for about two years. Russell Wilson in Atlanta, I don't think it would hurt. What's the point? Where does Russell Wilson
0: get you? Like he's not bad enough to have you picking at the top of the draft to where you can get that quarterback of the future, but obviously he's not good enough anymore to have your team competing. For yeah, but a he's champion. not. But he's
1: not playing. He's not going to stay in Denver. Somebody's picking Russell Wilson up, whether it's New Orleans or or Atlanta. Somebody's going to take take on Russell Wilson. Who who's paying him that? He's doing like 40 plus million dollars
0: a year the next two years. Who's giving him that? Well, uh, if he
1: doesn't do anything, somebody's giving him 39 next year. Well, that's just gotta be Denver.
0: Look, if he gets cut, if he gets cut, then obviously a team could bring him in on a different contract. Like at that point, he's much more intriguing to an in Atlanta, maybe a Pittsburgh. What about your Minnesota Vikings?
1: We don't need him. We got a guy coming off a of foot. He's gonna be ready to go next year. He's a free agent. He's still coming back. You know how hard that guy works. You know, they love Kirk Cousins. You're going to bring him back? Yeah, they're going to take him. get him on the plane, bring him back. He's not
0: under contract right now. So, I mean, yeah, Kirk Cousins is better than Russell Wilson at this stage in their careers. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Atlanta, those are some of the teams that I guess could be interested in Russ. But I don't know if anyone's giving up. And I don't think you'd have to give up much to get him. Hell, it could be like a – Brock Osweiler situation where the sure. Texans had to throw in a draft pick with Brock Osweiler to ship him off to Cleveland like it might be one of those things to where it's not like Denver's getting anything back for us. it's like hey if you take this guy off of our hands we will give you a draft pick Denver doesn't have a ton of draft capital. I think they only have six picks in uh in April's draft but maybe it's one of those situations Man, I, I just I don't know who wants almost guy. who
1: can he win with right now? I mean, I watched him. He's he's not the same. That's not the same Russell Wilson, you know. He's got nice wide receivers, but he doesn't have great wide receivers. He's had some pretty good receivers in Seattle. I just He just wanted out. Sean Payton wants out from him. You know that. Yeah,
0: and it's weird. Like, you kind of thought Sean Payton took that job because he felt like he could fix
1: Russell Wilson. He took that job so he could say that if I can't fix it in a year, he's got to go. Yeah, I got to become the GM, and I'm going to start everything all over with. You yeah. know,
0: yeah, like you said, he's got uh, Russ has an additional 37 million that would become guaranteed Man. if he cannot pass a physical in early March. So oh, he's he, out. They don't want to get him hurt because
2: mm-hmm.
0: he's guaranteed 39 mil next year, regardless of right. whether he's with them. the team. So yeah, the Broncos owe him 39 million next year. Uh, once again, if they cut him, it's 85 million in dead money spread over two seasons. It's incredible, man. I mean, it it is an incredible situation the Broncos have found themselves in. And everyone talked about it when the trade went down. Like, oh, if sure. this works, it's great. Because the Broncos had a great defense. And it's like, oh, it just felt like they were a quarterback away. And everyone was like, but if this doesn't work, because Russ's last year in Seattle wasn't great. He was hurt for a lot of the season. And it looked like he took a little bit of a step back. The narrative was, oh, if this doesn't work, then, you know, Denver's screwed because they they can't get out of this contract that they gave him.
1: No, they're putting him in a drop-back situation. He's not a bootleg guy. He's not outrunning anybody anymore. You know what I'm saying? He's not running all those boot action things. They tried too early in Denver. Now all of a sudden, you know, Sean Payton doesn't want to boot. He wants a drop-back passer. And that's not what they have in Russell Wilson. He's not that big. He's a a step slower. And, And the boots that they try, those guys on the defensive ends, now, PK, if they don't fall for the boot and they're there, they chase his ass down now. Before they had a hard time catching up to him, they catch him now. Right. They do. Yeah, they do. Denver, if the season ended today,
0: would have the 13th pick in the draft. Caleb Williams ain't gonna be there. Drake May no. ain't gonna be there. Jaden Daniels, the Heisman winner, probably not gonna be there. No. Uh JJ McCarthy, perhaps. Or this could be a situation where Denver trades more picks to move up in the draft to try to get a quarterback different Mm -hmm. than the rush trade, obviously going after a veteran versus a rookie, but maybe that's what Sean Payton forces the Broncos to do. It is a mess right now. And certainly is. And Denver was in the hunt for the playoffs a couple of weeks ago, and now they have benched Russell Wilson CBS worst trade, the Russell Wilson trade, the Deshaun Watson trade or the Trey Lance draft day trade. I assume that's not Ooh. the Cowboys Trey Lance deal. I assume that's what San Fran gave it's up. It's San to, Fran deal. Yeah, to move up to the draft, or in the draft to uh, draft Trey Lance.
1: The Deshaun Watson deal is still the um, right at the top of the heap. Yeah, it's
0: like, part of me wants to say Denver, because Cleveland is a win away from making the playoffs, and San Francisco is the best team in the NFC right now, so it's like neither of those teams were that right. strong. By the deal, and Denver is in purgatory right now. They're in a horrible spot. But like the fact that Cleveland has gotten nothing out of Deshaun Watson, and it probably makes the trade look worse that like 86-year-old Joe Flacco is the oh, guy yeah. leading them to the playoffs. It's like With uh, a win
1: tonight, they're going to be in. So yeah. and
0: they're playing the Jets at home. So they should win tonight. Uh yeah, no, I I think Deshaun Watson in terms of capital is the worst trade. But once again, like Cleveland and San Francisco are in. Decent spots organizationally, while Denver is just in hell at this point. So there you go. All right. You might have a a big play on that game tonight. We'll get to that in a second. Try to make the people some uh, some money out there. But first, how about a word from our man Tom McKay? at audio Visual Consultations.
3: Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512-255-8678, or online at avconsultations.com
1: yes and a, a quick shout out to our good friends over at leaf uh garden supplies there and the two locations up north of course and then they've got one at monterey oaks which i attend there probably once a week i'm there trying to figure out what i'm going to do with my yard again and landscape uh as we get ready to go to the spring there are a lot of people that are still trying to put in trees and for your landscaping deal find out from them is it a good time to start cutting back on some of your oak trees? I think you got until like February, then you've got to quit messing around with them or you're going to get the bugs in there where you've made the cut. So I think go over and talk to them. They've got all kinds of experts at both locations to tell you about is tree trimming okay and how long can you trim that tree uh, during the course of, of the winter. Winter time is a great time to get it done, but I think there's a certain time BK, around February or so. I'm not a tree trimmer.
3: I just said, let it
1: grow, let it grow, let it grow, and let it fall where it may, you know? But there's a lot of folks that are wanting to know about tri- uh, trimming the trees, and especially this, these oak trees. And especially as you get ready to go into these winter months when we get that that frost on the trees and they start snapping, you know, power lines and things like that. And if you've got those on your property, you want to take care of them. And if this is the time, head on over to LEAF, and they'll let you know exactly what what to do. And they've got folks over there that they can – recommend to you that do all these tree trimmings and it's not me. I'm not one of the folks that they'll recommend getting up on a ladder or a little bucket up there and trimming trees around power, power, you know, anything around wires. Buck doesn't do tree trimming.
2: Mm. I do
1: a gardening, but I don't get up in the trees because that's a long fall. And I've been known to hit the ground on a time or two or six. You haven't fallen off a ladder before. Have you? No, just off the back of the truck. I Mm -hmm. fell off the, the bed of the truck. Onto my back, but I've never fallen off a ladder. I've been pretty good. Well, I fell out of a tree with a chainsaw going in my hand once at a property and just held on to the chainsaw as I landed on my back. Never dropped the chainsaw. Didn't Did you just kept the chainsaw like pointed straight up? Pointed straight up, bam, on my back, holding on with the chainsaw where it's still going. Dude. I, didn't, I was afraid to drop it because I didn't know how I would drop or throw it. Or if it you ridges- throw that shit as far as you can. Dude, I have to land on my back sort of like a cat. I know cats land on their feet, but me, I can't land on my feet with a chainsaw. I'd rather just land on my back and hold on to the chainsaw. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't 15 feet. You know, it was about eight feet up as I was getting ready to go up. But mm. damn, that thing was still going. And I was thinking in my, as I'm going down, if I throw this and it ricochets off something and I don't get it away from me and it takes a leg off or a limb... Or, 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 you know what I'm saying? I can't lose a leg to the chainsaw, so just hold on to it. I held it. It was still going. Yeah,
0: go go to
1: Leaf Landscape Supply oh,
0: <laughs> Don't be like the buck and be falling down from trees while you're holding chainsaws. No need for that. Leaf Landscape Supply. The two locations, one down south on 290 and the other one on Pond Springs Road nice. up north. They've got you covered. And speaking of got you covered, how about this, Buck? The sweet taste of a Sugar Bowl victory can taste even sweeter with Good Stock by Nolan Ryan. Oh, yeah.
1: Help a nice ribeye.
0: Oh, my God. If you're cheering on the horns from home this weekend, oh, yeah. make sure the true MVP is what's on your grill. Our favorite butcher shop, Good Stock by Nolan Ryan, up there in Round Rock, right by Dell Diamond. They're offering new bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. Oh, yeah. Love me some poppers. They got chicken drumsticks. How about this? Stuffed chicken breast. I know you like the breast, bud. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. They've got the great steaks, the burgers, the briskets, all the stuff that you know and love from Good Stock, but some great seasonal items as well. Mailing out
1: mail out orders, too. They'll mail them
0: yeah. out, ship them anywhere in the country for you. Absolutely. The best that Texas has to offer, they've got some great sales going on right now on grilling tools. And hey, if you stop by their butcher shop off Highway 79 in Round Rock, once again, right by the Dell Diamond, and you tell them that Texas Sports Unfiltered sent you, uh, they're going to give you 15% off your order. Or if you just want to order online, and this is all over the country, right? You don't have to be in Austin or Central Texas to order online from Goodstock. No, just go to their website, goodstocktx.com and use the promo code LONGHORN15, LONGHORN15. You type that in at checkout, you're going to get 15% off. That's all the way through January 2nd. So the day after the Sugar Bowl, you've got a few days, although you shouldn't need to wait that long. Just go to the website right now. I'm getting hungry just talking about this. Goodstocktx.com, promo code LONGHORN15, and you are going to get hooked up with some unbelievable food. Oh. Unbelievable food. I, I can't say enough. T-bone ribeyes.
1: The got. Mm-hmm. Mm, they, all so they,
0: they got all the spices and rubs. And, and those are
1: local spices. Those are from vendors around the, the state of Texas. They really like to help out the local folks. So their store is filled with local spices oh. from around this area. So do get there and that it's the best meat available. And they've got the burgers. They've got everything. You made the burgers last time you were there.
0: Yep, they've got Man. those pre-season burgers, which usually mm-hmm. I'm a little hesitant. I like the season stuff myself, but I wanted to see what they had rolling there. And do Good stuff, role. huh? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Go check them out up there in Round Rock or, once again, goodstocktx.com. And thanks again to all of our phenomenal travel partners who are allowing us to make our way to the Big Easy this How about
1: weekend's? Travis and Tamara? You've been to their, both oh. of their places. You love their places. Dude. Well, know. you're
0: trying to kill me right now. I just told you I'm hungry and now you're talking about Hayes City
1: Store. Yeah, man. You got down it. in Driftwood. Yes and indeed. Taste on Maine. You gotta go out to Taste on Maine in Butan. I was trying to take my lovely wife there for dinner. That's what I need uh-huh. to
0: do. Yeah, fantastic. Two great dining experiences down south. Hay City Store, we've talked about that place forever. Y'all know they have been great partners of ours for a long, long time. Uh, fantastic burgers, the chicken fried steaks, the huge patio. They've got heaters as well. so even got when it's onion cold, rings
1: there. Did they do the onion oh, rings?
0: Next level rings. Normally I'm a fries mm-hmm. over rings guy. Yeah. And their fries are freaking good. So this is not a shot at all at their fries, but their rings are like best in the city. Got to do
1: that. Yeah, I've got to try that. I've never had the rings
0: there. It's stupid. I I don't even live. I mean, I live South Austin, but like it's a trek for me to get to those spots. I I don't care. Like there aren't a lot of places I would drive that far for. Uh, Hayes City Store down in Driftwood and Taste on Main and Buda. Like if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't been there, you're an idiot. No, I'm kidding. But you should go there. You should go there if you haven't been yet. Shout out to them.
1: Excuse me?
0: As well. What did you say? Excuse
1: me. Excuse me, bitch. <laughs> <My God.
0: laughs> that was our TBT video from last week. Wow. We've, we've got uh, another one to play this week. Man. We'll get to that momentarily. But you did say at the start of the show, Buck, that you've got a 15,000-unit play on a game happening tonight. Now, real yes. quick, I went back, did the research. You were down... 27,000 units on the season so going into last weekend you were down 27,000 you lost 10,000 more which had you down at 37,000 but you got it back last night you were two for two on your two 5,000 unit locks so once again 27,000 units down this season you've made a promise to get the people back on track as these big bowl games come around in college football and of course we reach the end of the NFL season with just two weeks to go. And you have your biggest play of
1: the year tonight? 10000 unit play on the Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco. What? The Brownies to the playoffs over the Jets in Cleveland, yes. You're betting on 86-year-old Joe Flacco? Easy 10-point victory in this one. That is your... Play of the year. What's the hook? What's the stinking hook in this game? You got seven and a half.
0: I hate the hook, but no, nah, they'll win by ten. Okay. Yep. Cleveland First, at home,
1: minus seven and a half. Thursday night football for the Jets. They've still got the other dude now. Yeah, they got the semen guy. Oh, what about the semen Aaron Rodgers? Thrower. He's he's on the he's been activated. What he the hell has, was
0: that about? His glutes have been activated. What was what's what is that for? I don't know. And the, the apparently, like, he went on McAfee's show last week and was like, yeah, I didn't do it. The coach and the GM did it. And everyone's like, why the hell did the coach and the GM do it? Yeah, and, really? And Robert Sala's like, well, we wanted to have Aaron Rodgers around.
1: And it's like, "Oh, they been need around. His lead- yeah, he's been around. They need his leadership on the sideline. Is that what they're looking for? They've had
0: him on the sideline. Like, I guess I they know. want him at practice. He can't practice if he's on IR. But, like, he's been around the team. Makes no sense. They're literally wasting a roster spot. I mean, their season's over. It doesn't matter. Uh, They probably should be trying to lose games at this point to get a higher draft pick. But, like, I don't get it. Nobody really gets why they activate. It's literally just a feel-good story or something.
1: It is. That's what it's all about. Robert Sala trying to be feeling good, making the New Yorkers think that he's got a surprise for him because Aaron Rodgers will be back next year. No, he won't. No. Yes, he will. Oh, that guy's not coming back. Yes, he will. He
0: says he's coming back next year and the year after that. Wow. I know. Hey, look, Tom Brady played until he was, what, 45, 46?
1: Yeah, but that dude eats roots and bugs and shit like that. Aaron Rodgers eating mushrooms and smoking all kinds of ridiculous weed and stuff. No. I don't know,
0: man. Some of what Rodgers is doing in that regard could help him. Some of it could be ruining his life, but some yeah, of
1: not real. Yes. Yeah,
0: Brady. Brady was uh, like the healthiest football player of all time, which is hilarious because you look at his combine picture where he just has so much of that baby fat all over him, and he looks like the least athletic person. And it's like, really, this is the best football player in history. But obviously, he did a phenomenal job taking care of himself for yes, he did two decades plus. Rodgers too, for the most part, but um, yeah, we'll see. Coming back from that Achilles injury next year as a forty-year-old may not be easy. I think he's going to play. Whatever. Cleveland seven and a half. You're doing fifteen 15,000 you yes on Flacco.
1: Yeah, on Flacco.
0: You know, you know what's at stake for the Browns tonight, right? Yeah, they can get to the playoffs. If they They're win, in. they are in. Yes, we're talking about the Browns and the playoffs like that. That's not a good combination.
1: Joe Flacco's been pushing the ball down the field for them. They're doing okay. And that dude that used to play for the Cowboys now looks like an all pro at y- well, He was, he was an all pro.
0: And Jerry's dumb ass traded him for nothing. I mean, that like at the time, that was like Jerry, what are you doing? Coop. Like they chose to keep Michael Gallup over Amari Cooper. Yeah, Way really. To go. Way to go, Cowboys. Good How's that job there. With Michael Gallup, really. Could you, could you imagine having CD Lamb and Amari Cooper? Wow. On the same team. Yeah, Coop, oh, my God, what he did to the Texans last weekend. What a freaking show he was put on. has
1: got 260-some yards? Something like that. Yeah, he I mean, not had a chance to talk about that, man. It's that yeah, was they, like 261 or some ridiculous number he had last week for a receiver. Because, now, did he eventually break the Browns record? I knew he was trying to get back in the game with his coach. The coach put him back in to break that record?
0: Yeah, I think he broke uh, Flash Gordon's team record for receivers. He did stick yards. him back in the game? Yeah, for a while it was like this dude might set the uh, – individual you know any team record for receiving yards in a game he didn't get there but it was 265 and two touchdowns
1: wow with that old dude throwing balls through him throwing them bombs
0: from joe flacco as a uh, cleveland beat davis mills and the houston texans last week uh yeah all right is he so stroud, no, is he
1: playing, speaking of cj stroud is he back in the foot is he back to practicing
0: yeah cj stroud should be playing this weekend Uh, Texans play the Titans for the second time in three weeks. And the Texans went on the road and beat Tennessee without CJ Stroud. So you'd really like to think that with their rookie of the year quarterback, they are going to be able to take care of business. Yes, Uh, They got to win these last two games and they need uh, a little bit of help around the AFC to still get into the postseason, but it's still possible. It is still possible. The, uh, the Titans and the Colts, the final two games of the year for Houston, And of course, the Colts are one of the teams they are fighting with for a playoff spot in the AFC. Uh, No plays on the college games tonight. Then you're just sticking with the Brownies.
1: Hey, the Boston College Eagles are playing at 10 a.m. when we go off in the Fenway Park Bowl, or whatever the hell that's called. The uh, Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Wasabi. Coming up at 10 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. in Boston. You know what that's like. I mean, no, it's 11 a.m. there, but. How cold it is up there that time of the morning in Fenway Park. God, I mean, I get wanting to be a standalone
0: game for TV. Oh, you're standing alone, all right. Yeah, ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for that,
1: Buck. That's a home game for them, and they're playing the Mustangs. They're playing the Ponies of SMU. I'm thinking about that one. I know the line keeps going up. SMU is a
0: 13 point favorite against your alma mater.
1: Let's go five thousand units on BC. We can't have that. Oh my God! Let's just put a five thousand unit play on the Boston College. That's too many points to get at home in your own four miles away from your from your dorm, from your apartment. These those guys stayed at their apartments. They didn't even go stay at the hotel. All the other the other team is at a hotel. Some of the some of the Boston College guys should we stay at a hotel for the week and do all these activities? Hell no, man. Let's stay in our apartments down there on down there in Brookline. A lot we of travel, really press, huh? A lot of travel for SMU. No They're, not used, they're not used to that weather. Ooh, yeah. But did you know what college. that nasty turf is? That soggy ass grass field of Fenway Park is like in December. You know, it's been raining and cold there. What are you going to tell me? Give me a temperature on that. I know I'm the I'm the rain guy, but I guarantee you, in Boston, it is. No higher than 40 degrees. I'm seeing 44 with rain. There's the rain. That'll do it right there. Sorry there, Mustangs. You're not going <laughs> to like that. Sorry about that, Chip Brown. You're not going to like that rain.
0: SMU minus 13. So the buck <laughs> is on Boston College plus 13 in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Uh So congrats there in order to uh, the ponies of SMU. We didn't say buck. that
1: last night when I was knocking it out of the park. No, you're right.
0: And, hey, if you get these two right, You'll only be down 7,000 units on We're the year. We're some
1: big games. Back to four digits. Back to anybody playing the Cowboys, that's for damn sure. Oh, uh, well, The Cowboys are at home this weekend. Oh, oh that's so. right. Forget about – oh, sorry about that, Dan Campbell. Yeah. Your please group don't. is going to meet their Waterloo this weekend. Please don't. Please
0: don't put units on the Cowboys. Man, we've been through enough this year. While you're at home, you don't lose games at home. You play 10 times faster than you do on the road. That's true. Cowboys have not lost at home this year. They've got the longest home win streak in the NFL going yeah, We never said anything
1: season. about that Miami game. Remember, they did play the Dolphins last week. Yep. I, uh, it was a close game. Close game, but didn't matter.
0: Cowboys a six-point favorite right now against Detroit. We'll, we'll talk more about that game tomorrow. Oh, that's a lot of points. But there's your line right there. Kicker?
1: Their kicker's still kicking. He's undefeated, right? He hadn't missed one this season.
0: Undefeated, yes. He has not been defeated by a missed field goal this year. Good job by him. He has been defeated by a few missed extra points, but uh, still perfect on field goal attempts. That'd be Brandon Aubrey, um, the former soccer player at Notre Dame, who is not Asian.
1: And he went to Notre Dame, are you sure?
0: Yes, I am positive. Okay. I am positive. No
1: disrespect.
0: Yeah, thank you. There
1: it is. No disrespect.
0: Yeah, we got a few new drops over the holiday weekend. We've got that one. No disrespect. One. Thank you, Coach. We got. And
4: if it happens to be their fat little girlfriends, too bad.
1: <laughs> too bad. That's great. Yeah, we got if their fat little girlfriends. Hey, that's too bad. What else do we get? Playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? You kidding
0: me? We got Not the vi- video drop from uh, from Jim Mora, and of course, we still
1: got. Shut up, bitch! Come on, Rock. <laughs> I <laughs> will always be these nuts. Great, As oh.
0: will that? All right. Uh, before we get to us uh, the Throwback Thursday video, Buck, some thoughts on the bowl games last night. How about uh, the Texas Bowl? You had Texas A and M with like half a team going up against Oklahoma State, and boy, the Aggies, their quarterback got hurt on the first play of the game. The A was already incredibly short-handed going into that matchup last night. Jalen Henderson literally gets injured on the first play from scrimmage. And I'll give AM credit. They they still made it interesting. Yes. They had a chance at the end, down by eight. They needed a Hail Mary. They didn't get it. Uh, Oklahoma State gets the win. And what a year for the Pokes, right, to get to 10 wins when people thought Mike Gundy was losing it. Obviously, Oklahoma State made it to a conference championship game this year. Uh, nice way for them to cap off their season. What, uh, what did you make of the Tax Act Texas Bowl?
1: Well, I thought the Aggies played hard. And you just can tell that they just don't have enough players. They well, enough good players right now. They're all gone. But they hung in there as you said their quarterback got hurt. They're, they're back up to the backup to another backup at that place came in there through a pick late. But I mean, I thought th- I thought they played hard. And yeah. Oklahoma State, I mean, they just keep doing what they do. You know, that nationally televised game and Gundy wins. That's incredible. You know, they're looking forward to everything running through Stillwater next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've got a shot to be Ollie in the Gordon returns. Ollie Gordon's back. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback because I think Alan Bowman finally has to leave. And that guy's been in college for eight years, it feels like, and he's played all over the place. But I think his eligibility is finally exhausted. Uh, so they've got to figure out what to do at quarterback. But, yeah, Ollie Gordon's back. They get a lot from that defense back. And Mike Gundy is, is one of the best yeah. coaches in the conference for sure.
1: Is the uh, transfer... Is that thing closed now again yet?
0: No, uh, guys can still enter the portal until January second. Woo. Um, but g- guys can commit after that. So um, you know, you'll you'll see a few more announcements over the next. And we few still days. got a
1: February signing day, I guess.
0: Yep, national signing day two for the high schooler still comes up in February, right uh, around the Super Bowl, which you know, not nearly as big of a deal as it used to be. But Texas could be in the mix for. Uh, a few players there.
1: Yeah, some of these kids will get pissed over the course of the next couple games, big games. Yeah. Well, they'll be mad at their coaches and their team and why did I go to this university? Time to bail.
0: Yeah. We've been nice to AM, by the way. Now can we be mean and just laugh at them for winning fewer games than Texas State did this year? Hope they don't have state on their schedule.
1: Hope About Texas that. doesn't have
0: state on their schedule. Look out. They don't. Texas State won eight games this season. Texas AM won seven games. Man this season. And, uh, oh, yeah, that Jimbo buyout still looms in Aggie land. So, I wonder
1: if they've him, given him any money yet.
0: Just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just a disastrous year for AM football, all things considered, right? Like, it would have been nice for them to get a win last night. Uh, and look, I think Aggie fans are feeling good about
1: Mike Elko and what he can do with Yeah, that. but what does Mike want to do? I mean, is Mike, he, he's got to not like losing the, are these kids just bailing out. These are really big time players. Yeah, And he's not holding a lot of them. They're still saying, uh-uh, we're out of here. Or yeah. maybe he's saying, good riddance.
0: Well, he's he's been able to keep some, but you're right. I mean, the Aggies have been destroyed by the transfer portal. I'm sure am sure AM will be able to bring in some guys from the portal, too, uh, after the turn of the year. And their recruiting class was okay. It's obviously not what it was two years ago, and it was the best recruiting class ever. Uh, but, look, it's a transition. You don't get to here. start
1: all over again there. I mean, you don't have enough time to – do that they just went through they've already had their time right
0: well look i mean it, it's like they're they're hoping for a steve Sarkeesian type of rise i would sure. think like uh, aggie fans they're not going to be happy if they go five and seven next year well texas no. fans weren't happy when sark went five and seven in year one but would AM sign up for the first three years of steve Sarkeesian with yes, Mike Elko? yes they would have oh yeah so that's that's the hope right like jimbo jimbo kind of pulled a tom herman where he peaked too early like jimbo had that great year in 2020 where AM just missed the playoff, but they finished, I think, number four in the country after they beat Mac Brown in that uh, New Year's Six bowl game. And it's like, all right, like Jimbo's got it. Here we go. Here we go. And it's been all downhill yeah. since then for AM. So you want that linear progression, right? Tom Herman, year two, Sugar Bowl win over Georgia. We're thinking, here we go. We got our guy, and this is just the start. And then obviously the two years after that, not nearly as good. So. No. Yeah, now they like, but next year probably not going to be great. I don't think they'll go five and seven. I think they'll be a little better than that. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Aggie Aggie fans always have uh, pretty lofty expectations, and usually they're unrealistic. At least that's what history tells us. But I I would think think it's unrealistic
1: if you don't have a team available. You lose twenty some (laughs) some guys. That's a lot. That's a lot to replace. You bring in twenty some bodies from elsewhere. Well, Texas State did it. So did Colorado, but Texas state did it and had success. Colorado has done it and they haven't had the success, you know, as Dion said, get, get us now. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how your next year turns out too. get us now. But uh, yeah, you know, they did the same thing that, that Colorado did.
0: Well, different, different. Yes. In terms of number of transfers, but. Um, different
1: type of football. Yeah. Di-
0: different, different conference. Also, I think that's important to mention. And, Look, a A&M, and is not going to do that. They're not going to get 50 transfer portal players no. like Colorado or A&M did. Like what Dion's doing, even right now, is just unprecedented, right? right? Like I think he signed six kids in this high school recruiting class, which it feels foolish, but we'll see uh, if it works in, in uh, Boulder. But yeah, A&M, like they're, they're not going to go that transfer portal heavy. They brought in a decent-sized recruiting class this year, but yeah, just
1: to fill some Yeah, players, they'll always be able to recruit in the state of Texas high schoolers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And like they still were the a top 20 class in the country, right. uh, even with everything that went on uh, surrounding that program this year. So, yeah, it's just a disastrous year with with recruiting falling by the wayside, with the season going the way that it did, with obviously having to pay that ridiculous buyout to get Jimbo. Uh, Mike Elko was not Anim's first choice as a head coach and they ended up with him. Now they'll tell you that he was, but he was not their first choice as a head coach. And now he's the guy that they brought in. And the coaching search was ridiculous with the whole Stoops debacle. Uh, yeah, just a a bad 2023 for the Aggies. Like they're they're ready to move things on to uh, 2024. And I'm still
1: saying they should have hired Jeff Trailer. Yeah, yeah, that. No, I like Mike Elko. Yeah. I know he's been there, but I, they needed they needed an infusion of somebody that's been around this state a lot. Yeah. They need to to get the high school thing right. They need to get the they need to get the recruiting, and it's not like they didn't. You know, they had one of the top in the top in the nation recruiting class, but it's not so much of, you know, how you recruit. It's kind of who you recruit and the type that's got to fit a certain. They they just get had a bunch of kids that just didn't fit, didn't work. Obviously, it didn't work. Right, right, right. They were
0: clearly recruiting off of stars, and they, they did not sure. take uh, any off-the-field stuff into consideration. And, look, no. if they had a coach who could develop talent, it would have worked. Jim o. Fisher just he, – he's not as great of a coach as A&M thought. and thought. Uh, amazing that guy won a national championship, probably a testament to how damn good Jameis Winston was during his time. Oh, and
1: the players in the state of Florida, too. At Florida State, yeah.
0: Look, A&M – like, Mike Elko's got those high school connections in Texas because he was a D.C. there for a couple of years and a and always going to recruit pretty damn well in the state of Texas for sure. sure. Um, but yeah, like they've got to find a guy who can develop same problem. Texas had Texas recruited well under Charlie. They recruited well under Tom top three class one year under Tom just couldn't develop the talent. You get the right guy in there who can develop. Then that's when stuff starts to really, really turn around. So that's what A&M is, uh, is hoping for, for sure. No doubt, man. I, I'm a little surprised. I know USC was not playing with Caleb Williams last night. I'm a little surprised you did not make USC a five thousand unit play because Louisville sucks and they should fold its football
1: program. There you go, BK. Now you're talking. Now I'll never make a bet on that team. I'll never, I'll never get anybody any units if that team is playing against your team and your team is much better. I wouldn't even, play, I, I wouldn't put anything on that group. How, how did ten teams lose to Louisville
0: this year? Like I've not watched a lot of Louisville football, but I watched their last two games, right? Because we were all rooting for them against Florida State and they couldn't do it. GD thing against Florida State's third-string quarterback. And then last night against USC's backup quarterback, the guy throws six touchdowns. I know. And USC wins as like a five-point underdog. They beat Louisville by two touchdowns in a game that clearly meant more to Louisville than it did to USC because USC had a bunch of guys opt out, and Louisville had, like, its whole damn team playing. I mean, what a joke of a team that is, dude.
1: Yeah, that's. But remember, it's year number one for that, dude, so... He's got a lot of things to straighten I know, stroke, I know, I know but, but I wouldn't put a cent on them ever. God. Basketball against them, but football, don't even put anything near that group.
0: How did they win in their quarterback, Jack
1: Plumber? Did Plumber play last night?
0: Yeah, he did. How Again, about these, he's terrible? How about these last two games for Jack Wagon Plumber? Against Florida State, 14 of 36 for 111 yards. Wow. Zero touchdowns, one interception. That's a completion percentage of 39. Last night he was 21 of 25, but for 141 yards. Two games combined, the guy barely cracked 250 against USC's defense.
1: Yeah, I know. Florida State's defense was
0: awesome this year, okay? Like, I I guess I get it if you struggle. 141 yards against that defense, like the worst defense in Pac-12 history,
1: dude. What on earth, Louisville? Bums. Yeah, I, and if I'd have made a play, it definitely would have been on that side. I just don't even. I don't even. I don't even want to play with anybody's money with that group. Bums. Yeah. Shout out to Miller Moss, the USC quarterback. Six
0: touchdown passes. You know, everyone's been linking USC to Will Howard, the K-State quarterback who's in the oh, yeah.
1: transfer portal. What with that kid last night? Nothing. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Like, I wonder if uh, maybe Will Howard changes his mind or if USC changes their mind on that. I mean, Howard hasn't committed anywhere. Ohio State is apparently in the mix for him, too. Are the Aggies Uh, in the mix for that dude at all? I don't know. They could be because they got Colin Klein as their offensive
1: coordinator. Yeah, why would they be in the mix for him?
0: I don't know what the hell the Aggies are going to do. They still got Connor Wegman coming back.
1: Um, And and for for K-State,
0: they've got Blondie still playing, right? Yeah, Avery Johnson will be the quarterback for K-State today. They play uh, NC State in a little brother matchup there. Yeah, we saw
1: how they believed in him versus Texas when he was in there for like five plays.
0: Yeah, yeah, Will Howard was the much better quarterback in in that game for sure. Avery Johnson, he's a runner. No one can run against Texas. True. Pop-Tarts bull this afternoon. they still got that thing going on. Yeah, I think that's relatively new, the Pop-Tarts bull. Man. Trophy's got a couple of Pop-Tarts sticking out the side. Now, that is a bull game right there. That's my kind of
1: football. I, I grew up on Pop-Tarts. I enough of people talking about mayonnaise all yesterday. My God. How much can you talk about mayonnaise? They found a way to do it. The, the announcers yesterday, they talked about BK. It's like me talking about stepping in dog shit. I mean, it went on, except for our show's two hours. That mm-hmm. broadcast was ours. And every other word was about putting this on mayonnaise. I mean, I, there was, I had mayo last night on a nice sandwich. First time I've ever had a Jimmy John sandwich. Jimmy John's sandwich is just like I would like to make my sandwich, like a, like a sandwich and you how I'd like for it to taste. I've never had Jimmy John's until last night. How is that possible? I don't know. They're all around the place, but I never order because I, I always think of them, it's all kind of the same thing. So I had a sandwich by them. And if I made a sandwich myself and wanted it to taste a certain way, the sandwich I had, the, like the classic Italian with the roast beef and everything in it, was delicious. Yeah. I'm now a new fan of Jimmy John's. They
0: also deliver. I don't know if they deliver way out to where you are, but... No, they're not
1: coming out here. They do slide it under the gate and the dog will eat it. But yeah. no. But no, yeah. that was a great, great sandwich. Wait, have you had Jersey Mike's before? I've had Jersey Mike's. No. Have you, have you had Potbelly before? Never had Potbelly. God. No, I'm. I I just if I'm going to do it, I go ahead and make my own sandwich. I go to HEB get my own meats, slap it together, you know, with with some lettuce and mustard and mayo. They had mayo on this thing. was delicious. I'm telling you, it, like I said, if, if I was thinking of making a sandwich myself, it tasted the way I would have it taste. Did you get and that so, French bread, that long French bread. Yeah, this was this was sliced. This was sliced um, wheat bread. It was. Oh, you got the wheat. Bitter. It was so good, man. It was I'm a fan now. It's good. You gotta fan. get the French bread though. That's the best part. What is a big sourdough thing? I'm not into it. I'm not into a lot of bread. Bread, bread is yeah. sugar is in that. That's why I'm healthy the way I am. You know what I mean? What about Thundercloud? Please tell me you've had Thundercloud. I've had Thunderclouds, yes. That's a local group. I I like local, yes. Love, love Thundercloud. And I'm I I mean them. I'm a Subway Eat Fresh Guy, you know. But I don't go, to, I don't go to get I don't get many things like you know, I'm not looking for the best Philly cheese sandwich, and I know I can always go to Pootie's to do that right out the road from me here. To, to what now? Pootie's on the way out to Lake Cliff. Pootie's. Pub yeah. out there on 71. You want to get a good cheesesteak sandwich? That's the spot. Mm.
0: How about how about this text on the uh, CODA text line this morning? By the way, hit us up there, 512-222-9328. Um, someone says, is this T-Sweat or Zay?" <laughs> wow
1: that's not gonna go far with zay come on man
0: how about just, zay taking
1: a stray right now wow is that a wide receiver pose i want him to get down in the three pointer like i used to yeah that's a wide receiver pose that dude man, can't God get down me. in three he's not getting uh, down what, in three what did zay do to
0: deserve that the guy's probably just waking up this morning and then boom I want to ask if that's Zay.
1: That's wrong, man. That that's is so wrong. very wrong. Happy New Year to you. Excuse me. Excuse me, bitch. <laughs> as uh, as they say. All right. Before we get to okay, our. Let, team, me, let me just say this. Let me get yeah. this over with. Two after Stepping in Dawn. I'll say this. I had a excuse me moment yesterday also. Okay. okay. Tell me. I didn't make a big deal of it, but the cart young lady that I was at yesterday. Got it. Listen, a Coke, a bottle of water, and a Snickers bar. Gave her a twenty. She had no thought of saying, "Would you like some change back?" I did go. Excuse me. Are you forgetting something? She where says, oh, was where? this? I'm not telling you where. I'm just saying, I had to. I had to give a tutorial on what you do. If you do that, you're supposed. Aren't you supposed to say to somebody, "Would you like change back?" You bought. A Coke, a Snickers bar, and what?
0: Water. Okay, so probably what six
1: eight at the most. Eight at the most, and you paid with a 20. Yes. And she gave you no change. No, she got in her cart and was going, and I had to go excuse me. Then I had to give her the tutorial of, hey, I know you're probably used to get it's the holiday season. I would have given you a nice tip, but I think you need to ask me if that's okay. Put it in your cart. Were you at a convenience store, a grocery store? No, no, uh, no. The card, It was a card girl. I said, Aren't yeah. you, don't you think that's a little like, shouldn't you be asking the person that gave you the 20? Should I keep the change? Or should she? You well, okay. okay. Was
0: she also working the register?
1: No, no, no. It was just a cart. Why you did know? you pay her instead of the. No, no, no. I was I was on the course. So it was the card girl that came by. Cart girl. Yes. Got it. Okay. When you said cart, cart I was thinking shopping cart, cart at a. No, gr- okay. Cart, my bad. No, cart my person. Bad. You know what I mean? is isn't there isn't there some deal where these young women or guys or whoever on that should say to you
0: i know like, guys huh i know guys they're cart girls <laughs> that's a job that only women can have cart person yes no they're cart girls cart women cart ladies
1: i like to call them cart girls i just call them there's certain person.
0: jobs that that men have there's certain jobs that women have you got to give them those jobs
1: i want that job now you're trying to take
0: jobs away from women no, are we trying to take money. This woman's probably like a high school or college
1: student trying to pay for her education. See, now I'm in the wrong. Okay. Now I'm in the wrong. Now I'm in the wrong. Yeah. Just, just trying to figure out isn't there a certain etiquette that you that a that a young person says, like, should I do you want me to keep the change or would you like some change back? Yeah, no, she should ask you.
0: She's she's probably, I don't know where you were playing. We won't, I won't ask. Okay. Uh but my, my guess is if it was some sort of nicer club. She's probably used to people saying get uh, keep the tip or keep the change. Oh, there's
1: no doubt about it, and it's the holiday season, and yeah, you so know she
0: just she's just like assumed, like uh, you know whatever. Is, that, is that's not a good assumption, right? No, 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 no. That's that's on her. I mean, you're you're an a hole for robbing. Oh a my! Young woman.
1: But you know, it's you on her
0: for not asking.
1: Dude, I tip well when that on, on that kind of thing, and all my all my partners around me tip well. But to not even say anything like that's just okay. So what, what did you, did you end up tipping her at all, or did you ask for like all 12 bucks back? Took the whole thing. I just said, move along. No tip. No, I gave it to her. No, I gave it. I let her keep it. After even the, I, I mean, I did give the tutorial and then said, okay, I'll move along because I got to go. Okay. So, I'm so confused by this story. All right. So you you berated her. I did not berate. I don't probably berate. probably made her. her cry. No. So, oh, my God. Didn't do any of that. And just then, explain to her that it probably would be the right thing to do is ask somebody would they like change back instead of. What she hit you with? What she and then I just gave her. it to her and I just said, "Okay." What'd she say? Shut up, bitch! <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> you're so wrong. Did she hit you with that? No, no, no. And and you're right. That person's probably used to getting you know, you know. I know some of my guys would give a twenty dollar tip or third. I mean, but. At least ask. I, I just thought it was, that it just came off a little different to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she should have asked. She should have asked. make uh,
0: her cry. Yeah. All right. So after you told her what to do, what did she say? Did she
1: actually say anything? She's like, she sorry. Said, she said like, you know what? It smells like dog shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> why am I having to put over that smell? That's probably why. She just didn't want to stay around you any longer.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> it like crap over here. I'm taking the money and running like so Steve mean. Miller. That is so mean. God bless it. T- with that.
1: What do you call them female servants? Those cart girls? No, that's the guys that on the planes, male servants.
0: Male servants, yeah, or man servants. Man servants were they
1: flight attendants, right? They're truly just flight attendants. I think that's what they are. We can't call them stewards and
0: stewardesses anymore, right? It's gotta be flight attendants. You could. I could. You could. I'd probably get canceled for that.
1: Oh, 2023 is almost
0: over. Go ahead and give it it a shot. I'm sure it's going to be better in 2024. (laughs) Go ahead, give it a shot. Yeah, I'm sure society is
2: Oh,
1: I I I try to turn turn itself around. I tried to go with cart person, and you give me, no, it's a cart girl. That's all. It's not a cart dude. It's not a cart person. See, I I treat my cart girls with respect. I don't
0: tell them how to do their job. I give them tips. Oh, my Not God. that way, you sickos out there. I tip well, and I'm always super nice to them. And you don't want to see a cart dude. And I don't want to see a cart dude, no. No? I'm going to think that's like the groundskeeper or the marshal or something. Dude, they can do a job just as well. Well, yeah, ladies can be marshals. That's fine. But, you know, guys can't be cart girls. They're called cart girls. No, it's a cart person. If you identify as a cart girl, as a guy, then that's fine.
1: <laughs> if you identify as a cart dude?
0: Yeah. You are identifying as? Cart girls, man. Those are the rules. I don't make them. I don't
1: make them. <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's the way Tiger Woods would want it. That's exactly the way Tiger would. <laughs> and the Live Tour guys. They would not want it that way. No. no, they no. would. Do they have cart girls on the Live Tour? Ooh. Ooh.
0: We need that.
1: We need to find out if that's the case. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm the biggest live fan this side of Saudi Arabia. I think. Wow, I should, oh
1: man. I oh man.
0: All right, we got a TBT video to get to. I keep teasing it. We'll All get right, to let's it. See it. But, first, but first, Bucky, how about a word for our friends out at Covert BK?
1: Love Covert BK. Since 1909, the Covert family has been serving Central Texas with cars, trucks, and SUVs. Covert Ford, of course, in Chevy and Hutto. Covert uh, Lincoln and Ford in Austin. But out there... And beautiful B-Cave, they've got everything that you're looking for. Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and, of course, Ram. They're all there for you. Go to covertbcave.com for more information on the great sales. 2024, just around the corner, there will be some great sales out there. While you're out there, say hello to Mike, say hello to Stacy, and say hello to Dan Covert himself. Folks, nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever not ever shout out covert bk but shout out to our friends
2: over at pest wranglers pest wranglers pest wranglers pest wranglers what
4: are you doing i'm
2: making a silly commercial like other companies so people will remember our name
4: but we're not like other companies anyone could see that from our five-star reviews
2: but how will people remember pest wranglers well
4: once they try us they'll never forget that we are the most effective reliable and affordable pest control company
2: i guess you're right pest wranglers is the best at pest control wildlife management termite control pest wranglers
4: pest wranglers what are you doing hey it kind of hurt
2: pest wranglers 512-670-7808 512-670-7808 or find us on the web at pestranglers.com. yes indeed and speaking of golf if you're looking
0: for a great place to golf oh yeah lake cliff golf club still they've some got, memberships available they've got a few open memberships and this does not happen often Cross the Paranalis River and leave your professional and personal worries behind at Lake Cliff Golf Club. The Buck and I played there a couple of weeks ago. It's one of the finest golf facilities in all of Texas. And yeah, a few open memberships right now. So if you're interested in becoming a member at one of the best and most affordable golf clubs, you hear golf and club Used in the same sense, and you're like, dude, that's going to cost me like six figures. No, thank you. Now, you're not paying these ridiculously high country cl- uh, club prices, but you're getting a golf course that's even better than country club level out at Lake Cliff. They'll even let you play a round out there for free. If you're interested in maybe becoming a member, they'll uh, they'll let you play a demo round out there. Gorgeous facility um, right there across the Paranalis River off 71. Just fantastic stuff. Lake Cliff. Golfclub.com is the website. They've got a great restaurant there, too. I mean, tons of reasons to be interested in becoming a member. LakeCliffGolfClub.com, another one of our great travel partners here on Texas Sports on good chance you're
1: not going to step in a a pile of dog shit out there, too. I guarantee you. No, there's a
0: 100% chance you're not going to step in a pile of dog crap. Well, maybe you will. Maybe
1: it'll be one of the Texas cheaters craps. You just thought that was karma for me after talking about it. Oh, it's I, so
0: fun. If it would have happened to you like a month after what you said yesterday, then I would have been like, ah, whatever. But the just fact a that matter of been, hours later. The same day you were
1: like telling people to not pick up after their dogs. I wasn't telling them not to pick up after. I said, Hey, I don't have to. My dogs do it in their in my own yard. I've got to pick that up, shovel mm-hmm. it up or whatever. Yeah. And you yeah, know I mean, what? All I would have needed yesterday is to go out there, shovel it up and do the old shovel throw and it hits me in the head again or hits me in the face and sticks on like a face mask, that's all I would have needed yesterday because that's just the way it was going for me yesterday after stepping in that. Oh. It engulfed my shoe. <laughs> it engulfed the side of the shoe.
0: <laughs> you know? Uh, you can't get a new face. You can get a new pair of shoes if you get crap on them, but if you get crap on your face, you're stuck with that
1: face. You know, by the way, I am getting a pair of new shoes. There I did not are. bring those back with me. Hmm. OK, I'm, there's no way that I was washing those, rinsing them off, hosing them down. Somebody's saying what a waste of money that was. I, I had them for over a year. Wasn't mm-hmm. a waste. I got my use out of them.
0: I'm paying you too much then if you can go get a new pair of shoes every time you get crap in them.
1: Well, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do watch where I walk, even in the woods yeah. now. I don't uh, even want to step in turkey crap now. No,
0: nobody ever wants no. to step in turkey crap, I think. All right, Buck. TBT time. Okay. Every Thursday on Bucky and BK, we take a look back at one of my favorite viral videos in the history of the internet. We've had some great ones. Of course, last week, we had... Excuse me, bitch! (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Miss Teen South Carolina, and like such as, we've had the something Wong... Newscast. We've had a number of great ones since uh, starting this bit, oh, four or five weeks ago. Well, we've got another news clip for the people today. I wonder if you remember this one. We go back to April 8th, 2012. This aired on the NBC affiliate in Oklahoma City. It's an Oklahoma book, if you were curious. Got that. And we've got a woman by the name of Kimberly... Sweet Brown Wilkins. Oh no Sweet Brown look out. Her, her nickname is Sweet Brown. Her name is Kimberly Wilkins but uh her nickname is Sweet Brown and I have some questions about that nickname. But she was interviewed by a local television station in OKC after having escaped a fire in an apartment complex. And this whole thing's funny, but of course she gave us uh, a very commonly used phrase that was huge about a decade ago, but still gets used even to this day.
4: One resident describes her horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. and Then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Then I ran out, I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life and then the smoke got me I got bronchitis ain't nobody got time for that
2: according to the apartment manager the fire started
4: in a woman's home who is
2: wheelchair bound she was treated for smoke inhalation at a local hospital there were no other
0: reports of injuries the Red Cross is helping those families displaced by the fire
1: she got her ass out of there now <laughs> the classic line ain't nobody got time for that I know shoes, know nothing. I'm out of here. Oh, sweet
0: Jesus. Man. So that, that became a, uh, we'll play some of this, not all of this, but the Ain't Nobody Got Time for That, and that whole snippet from Sweet Brown got remixed a billion different times on the internet, and here's one of them.
2: One resident describes her
0: horrifying experience when she first realized the complex was on fire.
4: Yeah, I got this. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody get tap for that. Ain't nobody get tap for Ain't nobody get tap, Ain't nobody get Ain't nobody get for Ain't nobody get tap for Ain't nobody get tap Ain't nobody get tap, Ain't nobody Ain't nobody Ain't nobody Ain't nobody Well, I woke up to cold. Give me a cold somebody was barbecuing, barbecuing, barbecuing. I said, "Oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire!"
3: Then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing,
0: Jesus. I'm praying for my life. Ain't nobody getting time for that. Ain't nobody
1: getting time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got. Getting... Oh my
0: goodness! <laughs> Jesus, the internet just had a field day with that video oh for like the goodness next two years.
1: After that happened. She said she grabbed an olipop on her way out. She was looking I for a think, nice cold olipop. I think a cold pop is what she said. Oh, man. She should have had an olipop. That would have helped. No kidding. because She ain't got no time for that. No. Yeah. She, she got
0: bronchitis wrong. from escaping the fire. Wow. How do you think uh, she got the nickname Sweet Brown? Any idea?
1: No. I'm not going to guess on that one. Hmm. Not going to offend that lady. She's just trying to run for her life with no shoes on. She got bronchitis from it. She just escaped
0: a fire on that deal, but couldn't grab her shoes. She grabbed a cold pop. Like that, that was her priority in that moment, not grabbing like, you know, valuable items. She just grabbed the soda from the fridge and booked it out of there. Just getting my ass out of here. Trying to think like if there was a fire in my apartment complex. I'll ask you this. There's a fire in your house. I know they tell you to not grab anything, like just, just get, but everyone grabs
1: something, right? Like, oh, like when, it, like, hey, like, if the plane's getting to crash, just get your head down. I'm like, hey, give me your wallet. Hey, give me that wallet. Give me that wallet. You I'm surviving this. I'm surviving this bad boy. I need those. I need that cash. I'm good. I'm good those to are, go. Those are two incredibly different things. Okay. If a plane,
0: if a, hold on. If a plane crashes,
1: you're going to rob people. No, I'm just going to ask him. Going down? (laughs) Yeah, give me that. Give me that. Give me that.
0: You're going to die.
1: What's the point of robbing people? The last
0: thing you do on this earth is going to be like stealing money that you can't spend. I'm going to ask for their Rolexes. For what? I'm surviving. Well, why don't you? Why do you have to ask them? If everyone else dies, just take them when they're dead. Oh, oh, see? You don't have to ask. They're all going to be dead. What's the point of that?
1: I'm not taking them off of dead people. No, you, you'll ask that. them right before they die. Still alive and well. Oh, my God. That that makes no sense. What am I taking out of my house first? Because I got to take some. Yeah.
0: OK, your place is on fire. Let's say like you've got to get out, but you've got a few seconds. It's not like in your room. To where, no, you've got like you can't pack a suitcase or anything, but you can grab some stuff in your hands and leave. What are you grabbing? Stuff
1: in my desk or tax information, stuff like that. All those kind of things. Not the Jeter figurine? Oh, Jeter gets out by himself. You don't have to grab him. He's gone. He's smelling smoke way before it happens. That dude is already gone. I don't have to do anything with him.
0: He escapes the little figurine and your cabinet just leaves on his own? Where's Jeter? Oh, he's not There's, even in
1: there. There he is. He's out. He's been out. Oh, he came out. He came out for bowl season. Mm. That's a man right there. No, it's an action figure. <laughs> Just making sure you are
0: aware that that is a, an action figure, not a human being who cannot escape a fire on its
1: own. Yeah, I think I take my computer. Really important to take the computer. Yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. some and some files. Yeah, and that, that's about it. I don't need anything. I got I got a a thing of rings, championship rings, and stuff like that. Hmm. No, I no. I'm not looking to take those. You've already
0: lost like three of those. You clearly know. Yeah, losing
1: seven, eight more. Just lose. Don't worry about them. Yeah, not doing that. Um, I'm going to tell the fire to wait. Make sure I got my wife out. Oh yeah, that's smart. I'm gonna make sure she's all right. You're out, good. Yeah. Everything else can burn up. We we can start it over. But there's some files you want to do. There's some papers you want to try to keep with you. I'm, um, you know where yeah. you you keep your files at? You want to pack those under your arms as you're jumping out of the windows and things like that?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I would tell the fire to wait because I've got to dismount all of my AV consultations. TV. Oh yeah,
1: you got to go up there and just the sh- unscrew it and everything else. Or just,
0: fire, give me a few minutes here. you are just gonna yank that stuff right off the wall. I gotta, I gotta unscrew this and I gotta take the wires out and I gotta grab these TVs here.
2: So and
1: I've got to get Zach out of the house. You know, I got to get the dog out, the little dog. Oh yeah, Zach can't burn up. I can't let the dog burn up. The dog will get out on his own, right?
0: If the action figure can get out on his own, oh the dog no. No, that dog, you're right. That dog needs. He's gonna to lay
1: help. up on the couch and and s- s- squeal He's and start. start
0: barking at the fire the whole time.
1: No, I get him out. I get. Yeah, sad. that's smart. Now you get the dog out.
0: You get the the living beings out first, right? Yeah, Make my sure wife, your wife the is dog. okay. Yeah. Make sure yeah. the dog is okay. Uh For me, yeah, I'm pack. I'm like. Grabbing my laptops and some files, probably. Oh,
1: like, shit! What about my firearms and things like that? Some of that stuff's going to start going off all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be around. No, <laughs> you got to run. Huh? You got to run and run. Oh yeah, you. I don't just hang around the house either. When I go, I got to move. I got to move over a couple of neighborhoods. Robbie says, I'm, make sure you grab your Coke Fest tickets. What? Oh, I don't ever have to worry about those. Those are never going to. I don't have to worry about getting those. Or the mm. refunds to those yes <laughs> my coke fest tickets i don't have to worry about those it never happened if it yeah, never nice. happened you never really had them mm. you know
0: yep that's how it works
1: yeah computers
0: files whatever i need to not have to start texas sports unfiltered over completely what about that silly chair that you sit in now nah, the chair can stay I'll, I'll upgrade with the relax the back guy
1: yeah, you'll start doing the you'll start doing files that you need you, you, know, the computer. You gotta have that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the important stuff right there. Everything people
1: goes... and files, yes. Yeah, I got
0: no people. I'm shooting I'm I'm shoving down the other people in my apartment complex. Oh yeah. You're not having that, right? It's like a bear, you know. If I'm with you and a bear's chasing after us, I don't need to be faster than the bear. I just need to be faster than that's you. Absolutely right. And I'll be faster than you after I shove you down while we're running next to each other.
1: Yeah, see, I'm going to save my wife, but if the bear is coming, my wife's leaving me. She's going, shoom, right on by me. She's faster than you, for sure. Oh, with my bad back, are you kidding me? Yeah.
0: I don't have to worry about saving
1: her. She's already saved herself.
0: Oh, man. All right, got about 10 minutes left in today's show. Pete Kwiatkowski is actually talking to the media right now in New Orleans. So uh, we'll have some of that audio for you later today. By the way, roundtable this afternoon at Pluckers, the link location, From 2 to 5, hope to see all of you there. Grab some great wings, grab some great beer, and uh, talk some Texas, Washington with us. Bucky and I will be there. Kevin Dunn will be there. Trey will be there. Rodney Rodriguez will be there. Full cast of characters from Texas Sports Unfiltered on hand at Pluckers, the link location. We'll uh, keep tweeting out some more information there. Hope to see all of you there. We'll have some koozies to give to you people. Ain't nobody got time for that. They'll be Uh, there today. As well, yeah. Hope uh, hope all of you guys are able to come out and hang for a little bit. Shout out the Pluckers for having us out, and shout out to all of our great travel partners as well. Cover uh, Three, okay. love those folks. Yep, the great folks at Cover Three. Also, Hoops ATX. If you're looking for a basketball hoop in your driveway, or you're looking for a basketball hoop. For your basketball court that maybe you're building in the backyard. Hoops ATX, they've been around for nearly two decades. Our guy Mike wow. Gonzalez can help you out. HoopsATX.com. Shout out to more clean as well. Wanna give them some love. Uh, Texas's central Texas's premier street sweeping, construction sweeping, and erosion control company. They got you from Waco all the way down to San Antonio. If you've got a house or a job site that needs cleaning, right? Pressure washing, street sweeping, whatever. These guys are the best in the business. Go to their website, morecleantexas.com. That's more with two O's, cleantexas.com. They're also huge in the community. They support tons of area high school teams. Shout out to our great friends at More Clean. Also, uh, Jose Moore, the owner of the company, Buck. High school football teammate of Rodney
1: nice
0: lockhart high school back in the day back in the day yep so uh shout out we've got a realtor
1: there i love when we have these realtors because it's getting towards that time y'all oh yeah oh yeah it was that time in the new year the spring's coming that's the time that the housing market will start to move again absolutely Yep.
0: brian hummel hummel realtor give him a call 512-619-1347 or check him out online at hummelrealtor.com uh, speaking of experience, this guy's got a ton of it. More than two decades in the Austin area. Brian knows the market better than anybody else, and he is an invaluable resource for buying, selling, and investing. Whatever you need an agent for, uh, Brian Hummel will take care of you. He's an expert, but also someone you can trust every step of the way. Brian Hummel with Realty One, the one you need. There you let's go. Hear, let's hear more from Steve Sarkisian. So PK's talking now. We'll have that for you later today. But uh, Sark spoke yesterday in New Orleans. Of course, the Longhorns arrived in the Big Easy yesterday. There was that big send-off down on campus, and it looked like a tremendous, tremendous turnout on the 40 acres from that. What about the environment, Buck? Sugar Bowl, college football playoff. Win and you're in the national championship game. It should be a pro-Texas crowd, but still a neutral site game full house at an nfl stadium sark was asked how he
3: expects his team to handle the environment come monday and i think one thing that's helped us this year we, we've played in some pretty tough environments right we've, we've had to go on the road and um you know naturally you know playing in tuscaloosa was helpful for us um playing in the big 12 championship game uh in arlington was good for us um and to not be too enamored with the outside and what was going on outside, but stay focused on us. We have a simple adage, be enamored with us. Um, and we try to keep our focus internal. Um, and so that when the games come, it's about what we've prepared to go do and not what might be going on around us. And um, a, a lot of times when you get into these settings, um, the world around you is pretty chaotic, right? We, we talk about all the time as a team, like, What's going on around us is very chaotic. We want to make sure that we're a steady C and that we're focused on what we need to do. We're very calm when the moment comes, um, regardless of the circumstances, because adversity is going to strike. It's going to strike in this ball game, and but us us keeping our, our composure, us keeping our poise is going to be critical to our success.
1: You know, this team, was, as I said, when they lost their quarterback, that showed me an awful lot of composure the way the other players around, you know, the backup quarterback played. I mean... He himself was okay. That's all I'm going to say. He was okay. He wasn't great. But the people that were around him played really well. They played together as a team. You know, there was no separation away from, well, is this the guy or what are we going to do? We've lost our our fearless leader. No, that team went right ahead and won two football games. They kept their composure. They've been in situations where, you know, other Texas teams would have lost. They just would have lost the games. I mean, and there would have been no doubt about it. There'd have been no doubt about it in the fans' mind that they were going to lose certain games, and they didn't do it. They found ways to win games. So they, this has been a pretty composed team with with all the stuff that has happened around them. I don't think crowds bother them. I think they I think they cherish big crowds like that in big games like this, which I is do a do. good thing to to know.
0: Yeah, I mean they're five and zero in true road games this year. Now mm-hmm. their one loss was a game at a neutral site, but they did win a neutral site game, obviously in the Big Twelve Championship, and. Um, Yeah, look, I think the crowd distribution at the Superdome will closer resemble what we saw in Arlington versus what we saw at the Cotton Bowl, right? Texas OU is 50-50. Like, that's as dead even of a split as you could possibly get. Big 12 championship, 70 75% Texas fans. I don't know if the Sugar Bowl would be that heavy Texas, but it'll be at least 65%.
1: I would agree, close to 70%, yes.
0: It's just so much easier. Look, the Longhorns have a bigger fan base. Uh, and it's obviously closer. I mean, if the game was being played in Northern California, I would say, all right, maybe Washington will have more fans here. But uh, because it's being played a state away from Texas versus like 50 states, uh, that's too many states, versus a ton of states away from Washington. Uh, look, I'd reason to believe there will be more Longhorn fans. But you're right. Like this team, I mean, I just think of what they did in week two. Like that environment, that's as crazy of an environment as you can find in college football. And nobody beats That team in that place, especially by 10. But in general, like what Nick Saban was 52 and one in his last like 53 home games at Bryant Denny before Texas went in there and beat them in September like that's a hostile environment. So I know it's coach speak to say, ah, oh, we just focus on ourselves and we play our game and we ignore all of that noise. Well, Texas has actually walked the walk this year. That's not just lip service from Sark. They've done that in yeah. this game of the season in a hostile road environment. And I think back, of course, the whole game there, Buck, was nuts. But when Alabama took that lead late in the third quarter, that place was freaking rocking, man. And you're right. A lot of Texas teams in the past would have crumbled. They would have succumbed. To that sure. noise and the pressure of the moment, and they would have lost that game. Most teams who play in that house lose that type of game in that situation. But Texas bounced back and dominated that fourth quarter. The environment, I ain't worried about that on Monday. No. There are things I am worried about in this game, but the environment being too no. big for this team,
1: no sir. I think the bigger the better for this group. I mean, I mean to be in the Superdome, I mean that's you don't get any better for for this Texas team. And I think they thrive off of that kind of environment. They really, really do. Especially when they are gonna have a crowd of 70% of, of their folks, you know, relatives from around the state. Some of them have relatives in New Orleans. This is this is a big this is a big deal for them. So they're not that's not the fear factor I right? worry. I mean, the other there's other things to worry about, but it ain't the crowd. Right. Right, and exactly. I mean, and I don't think it's the moment either of if you win, you're playing for a national championship. I don't think I don't think that's a part of it either. It's just there's some. There's some intricacies to this game that may get them, but I don't think the crowd is going to be one of them, or no. the fear of being in a big crowd or that kind of situation. This, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to
0: say this is the closest thing to a home game you're going to get because you know Texas could be playing in Houston. Yes. Next week now, look if it's Michigan or Alabama, they they travel incredibly well, and those schools have fans everywhere. So even though it's in Houston, it's not going to be like a true home game for Texas. But man, this this is about as close as you could ask for like in this rotation, because they rotate sure. between six spots for the New Year Six, and this is the closest one to Austin, right? Like, you could be in Atlanta. You could be in, what, Miami, right. where the Orange Bowl is. Obviously, you could be at the Rose Bowl. You could be at the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona. Like, this is, this is as good of a situation against an opponent that's not close. You could be playing Alabama or Georgia in this game. But you've got, like, this is as much of a home field type of advantage as I think you could realistically ask for in a game like this. So that's, that's obviously good news for Texas. It's a shorter travel and uh, the fan base will, uh, will be
1: primarily donned in burnt orange and white. All right. We'll have plenty more. I hope they have their rhythm back in offense. That's to me, I think the defense will have its rhythm. they are just used to, they're just used to being tough when that defensive line, that defensive front is really as good as it gets, but offensively, it's the rhythm of the offense for me. How are they going to be? Do they still understand? They still have to run the football. These runners understand that they have to play as well as they played at the end of the season. Yeah. Start all over again. And you don't get three or four games to settle in now. It's this back. Is to it. Duns again. Yeah, you don't get three or four minutes no.
0: to settle in. You better be ready to roll from the opening kick. The only game That's Texas true. lost this year, they got punched in the mouth early. Yep, and they uh, they came back. Obviously against Oklahoma, they took a late lead, but uh, now you hope this team is ready to go from the opening kick on Monday night. These guys are always ready to go at ten o'clock. Yes, it's they are. It's Rodney. It's Wags. It's Chaos Theory. Boys, good morning.
1: Hey, good morning, guys. I mean, Ryan, did you hear what happened to me after my <laughs> stepping in trap? Did you hear what I did yesterday <laughs> in the golf course?
2: Man, I saw that. I was waiting for you to say that you took him off and put him in a locker like I did. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, man, that. Uh, so so, how would you get – so was that in the fairway? I missed that part.
1: BK said no way it was in the fairway. You know, people walk their dogs at the golf courses, you know, around the – there's yeah. nobody out there. Of course, they got all that space for let the dog off the leash and let him roam around. Well dude I was semi in the woods and I think that's where it happened about the third hole and I didn't even notice I was when I was sitting in the golf carts the guy next to me goes what the hell is that smell it smells like shit and I'm like I look down at my shoe I'm going oh it is shit I've stepped <laughs> in it and so I broke a stick off and I tried to dig it out of the of the golf shoes and then he said just dip it in the water over there and so I, I dipped the damn shoe in there. I forgot that the tops that I had on it. The water goes over the top. Now I got a soaking wet shit shoe. Yeah. i got another 14 holes wagged. Oh, and it's starting yeah. to get it's starting to get cold and my foot is wet.
4: Not we damn. have to stop talking about the shit shoe. Uh, you you jinx people or you 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 do I don't know how you, you do it, it, but you do you speak things yeah, you're written, right? I, somehow, yeah, it, it in fruition, right? somehow I stepped in a pile of dog shit yesterday. And I don't step in shit. Usually I know where the landmines are at. I'm I'm pretty, I know, if I'm not picking it up out of my yard, I pretty much know where they're at and I don't step in it. I, I was caught that on YouTube yesterday, some raw nuts, and I stepped in dog shit.
1: Raw nuts. So I caught that on YouTube. <laughs> I thought to myself,
4: I was just like, dude, do I throw these shoes away or do I sit, or do I keep them? And I had the, the 1996 Air Max. And I'm like, I'm not throwing these away. Bucky's out of his damn mind. So I, I took a damn toothpick. These uh where are they at here? shit oh, I you put it in them. your mouth afterwards? These, these <laughs> things that they you pick your teeth <laughs> and I, I picked all the shit out of the shoe.
1: No brand problem. New shoe. Brand new shoe, Bucky. No, it's not a brand new shoe. No, it's not a brand new shoe, it's but it don't, don't have, have shit new. on it. It's it's not not new brand shoe new shoe, right but out of it the don't box. have shit on it. Unless you got shit in the box when you get them, that's not a brand new shoe anymore. You've stepped in shit. It's used, it's worn. It's like it's like goodwill jeans. You can't get ass yeah. out of a pair of jeans. You so, so can. what were
2: what would you say, Wags? What were you doing? What what was the nuts thing? What, yeah, what was you I was feeding,
4: I was feeding squirrels. <laughs> these nuts, <laughs> like an old man in the park, you were feeding squirrels. Yeah, man, I was feeding. squirrels. So wrong with a, you? I go to EGB yeah. and I buy these raw nuts. Right? I used to go so feed I, the ducks with, with my nuts kids, too, with But shit, we have so <laughs> many squirrels that come in my backyard that. Oh, that yeah. just, like come from all over. Oh, they're, they're gonna keep coming too. You keep feeding them nuts, they're gonna be there. Man, and it's it's cool because the dog will chase and everything. Like the dog doesn't like get vicious with the, the squirrels or whatnot, but I swear to god, these squirrels mess with the dog, and I think it's hilarious. So I, I keep these squirrels around and I, I hide them in little places or I'll put them on the posts or whatnot, going around the neighbors' yards. Yeah, man, it's fantastic. Man, I love watching hell. That's half my day is watching squirrels. That's how wow. I know I'm getting old. Dude, I got a lot of squirrels around here and I've got a
2: possum. I've got a possum that shows up every night. And that son of a bitch, he just hangs out over here and he is just waiting for my dogs to come out or, or he or she, whatever it is. And, and it's like one of these days, I'm going to capture that damn possum and make it a pet.
1: You're going to get it leprosy a pet
2: in my house.
1: You're going to get leprosy. leprosy started no, with you're a not. You ain't going to get leprosy. That's what I heard. You can get leprosy from a possum. That's not know. true. Oh, a, I don't you know. Have to I don't, eat, me, you have I don't to eat the possum. I don't mess with those damn
4: things. They're they're creepy looking though. You see them walking across your fence at night and everything, and they stop and they look at you. That's how you know they see you. They just well, stop right in their tracks.
2: Well, I, I tell you, well, it's got age. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I um so I had a yeah, raccoon man, in here yeah. one time. I had a raccoon in here one time I had to deal with, and it was like, holy shit. I mean, that, that, that raccoon tore my shit up. In your head. Upstairs, yeah, uh, up in the attic. That that bastard, oh. he got up there and he started tearing shit up in there. Oh, those tore wires and everything, dude. Apart. Everything. He tore up some plumbing. We had a we had a jacuzzi tub in our in our master <laughs> bath, which is upstairs. And that bastard got up there and he t- and it was one night. You know, the wife was like, "I'm gonna run a bath." She's up there running a bath, and next thing I know, I'm downstairs, and there's fucking water coming through the <laughs> ceiling. I'm like, hey, hey. <laughs> And, oh, and about a Rocky Raccoon, and and once once we had people out, it's like you have massive holes in your plumbing. Mm. Oh, well, that's great, that's great,
4: Raccoon. Wow, ending. what the hell you guys got going on the rest of the day? You guys heading out to uh
1: to pluckers? Yeah, at pluckers, guys. Yeah,
4: that'll be good. All
1: right, fellas, have a good one, man. Have there a great day, guys. Boom.